All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on into a very special bonus edition of the Cinema Lords podcast. Our second part of our Andor review. Uh, we came to you guys just after the premiere, and we covered those first three episodes. And now we've taken a couple of weeks off, and now we're here to cover episodes four, five, and six. And now, luckily, after this, with the uh, the ending of some of the other shows we've been covering regularly, The Rings of Power and She-Hulk, we have some more opening on our regular uh, Tuesday show going forward. So after today, we'll be able to add Andor right into the regular rotation. We'll be able to cover the whole second half of the season, episodes 7 through 12, right on our regular Tuesday show. Uh, but like I said, today we're here to cover 4, 5, and 6, ahead uh, of episode 7 on Tuesday. And... Uh, I, I enjoyed these three episodes a lot. Again, we definitely got a darker vibe going on, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, back with me again today, I believe the same crew we had for the first Andor recap, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep. We uh, did a little switcheroo here, though, on the ones and twos. You guys know I'm very familiar by now. Mr. Seth Rogers, back and better than ever. How thanks, are we doing, baby? Thanks for having me back. I can't decide what camera makes me look better, so that's why I keep flip-flopping back and forth. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be back. We're gaining some steam with this one. Uh, we had some really good uh, good couple episodes. Like I was saying, there wasn't a whole lot of Easter eggs in the first couple ones, and I feel like there are a lot more Easter eggs in these uh, these four, five, and six. Um, so yeah, like I said, we're gaining some steam with this one, and I'm happy that it's going to be part of the regular show here. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think there was definitely some more uh, references to the Star Wars universe that we know than there was in the original three episodes. And then also with us back on the uh, co-hosting side, you guys have seen his face a lot, Mr. Luke Kleinen. What's going on, baby? How we doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing, brother? Awesome, awesome. Very ready uh, to talk about some Andor. Excited. Um, I'm not going to lie. These Just like last week, actually, I think I said the exact same thing. Episode one, I liked. Episode three, I think, was probably my favorite. And then the middle episode was the one where I was just like, I don't even think we needed it. I feel like we could have just shaved 10 minutes here and there into either the, the first episode and then the third episode, cut out the trim of the rest, and we could have just skipped that middle episode entirely. Yeah. Just, it was just, I, I can't, as soon as it ended, I was just like, nothing happened virtually. It was just kind of like progression, I guess, but like just wasted progression, I feel like. The same things that we knew were going to happen just kind of push forward yeah trying to be too game of thronesy like having a big setup episode but just not epic enough to no. pull it off yeah no epicness yeah it's like, i felt the same with these no i felt like you could almost feel the same way with four five and six i felt that way about five a lot i actually i i really liked four to be honest i'm not gonna lie four to yeah. me um you say thrones which it did have almost sort of that thronesy feel there was a lot of uh chess pieces i felt like in episode four that were moving around yeah which I liked. I enjoyed. We got to meet a whole bunch of new characters, which I liked. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I always like meeting new people in Star Wars, especially if they're outside of the usual universe. You know what I mean? Not the same old people over and over again, but totally fresh faces, kind of like Mandalorian. Um, and then I liked we saw a different side and a little bit more of the Luthan character, who I really liked from the first three episodes. So we saw a little bit more of his whole character in episode four. I liked that. But right away, I just felt you could just tell again. It's just this show is darker, grittier, a little bit more like grounded than the kind of very, not childish, but, you know, very, um, can kind of sometimes be corny, like Star Wars universe we've seen, especially lately with like Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, I feel like. The show, pretty dark, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit more violence. There's like, in this yep. uh, sixth episode, you got a kid with a gun in the back of his head, like, yeah. getting getting crushed. Hostages and, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, not, not your, as you always say, not your mom and dad's. 
Star Wars. Yeah. Definitely like Rogue One, too. I feel like, you know, they it kind of be, would be the same path as this, but I feel like Rogue One wasn't as dark as, as these episodes. Yeah, no, I'd probably I mean, agree with that. Know. Yeah, I mean, Andor is really just kind of just executing people straight mobster style, you know what I mean? He's done it a couple times now. He's already seen him do it in the, the premiere, and then we're going to see him do it again in episode six. Yeah. Shoot first, ask questions later, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> not afraid to pull the trigger. Sure not, but I, I'm, I know that... Obviously, when you we already know how Andor his character is going to end because we've seen Rogue One, we're going to see in this prequel like, all right, what are we going to do with this? And I feel like they're already kind of. I already feel like I liked Cassian after the Rogue One movie, but I'm starting to get more attached to him watching this show, and I'm starting to feel like when this show ends, when you watch Rogue One again, it's going to hit a lot harder than it did the first time you watched it. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Uh, I definitely liked Rogue One, but. I'm I'm definitely gonna come back to it, like double the triple the energy next time because it, it does have that much more meaning. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it was they were kind of actually I think Seth mentioned in the first one he was said who asked for this kind of a thing which I did agree with, but now that we're kind of here I'm enjoying it and like I said I'm I'm liking Cassian. The thing that's cool well not cool but different about this show is you have to imagine all these new characters that we're gonna meet. For the most part, aren't gonna live. <laughs> yeah, it's been the case. <laughs> Which is kind of a crazy thing, you know what I mean? It's just like you know how the rebellion goes. Like we're gonna win in the end, but a lot of casualties along the way. Not and only we live, know. not only live, like not live too, but not get to the point where how in Rogue One, right? Like, you right, know, they, right. They at least got they got there before they delivered the plans to the Death Star. Yep. I don't even think they're gonna be around for that. Right, because Cassian by Rogue One kind of has a little bit of an emo dark boy vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's experienced some Gone some, some more loss, it seems yeah. like, than we've seen him right now. So yeah. I'm yeah. thinking all these new people that he's gotta get close to and stuff, they might be shipping off, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean we were talking before the show that like no more Bix, uh, no more yeah. P two EMO, like I'd be surprised. I don't know about B. Well, he said they could come back together, but I'd be surprised if we don't see at least Bix back in this show. You'd hope so. I would. But I'd be they, surprised. Kind of haven't haven't even touched on him since episode three. You know, they no, just no, it's true. Turning the page, new chapter. The first three episodes that they released together very much played like one storyline, which I actually think we said in the first recap. They very much were almost like one subplot within like the whole story. And these three episodes, four, five, and six, actually did a very, very similar thing. These were one, almost basically one storyline that they opened and closed in these three episodes. Basically like a, like a heist mission in a little Ocean's Eleven, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually thought it worked out perfectly, especially for just the way that we happened to be covering the show, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, wow, these three episodes basically go together perfectly, you know? Well, like character development, too, I feel like. Yeah. Um, like, the, it's funny, like the dark side, you would think, or like the, the Empire... There's a lot of scenes where they're like they're more like sympathetic, mm. and then I think like the rebellions and stuff like they're still doing kind of like I don't say dark side things, but intense. They're doing some intense yeah. fucked up things along yeah. the way. So it's like I like that they're kind of flip flopping. Yeah, how they uh, should be. Vel, especially, I feel like I I actually wrote down a couple of her quotes I know from episode six that I thought was like, oh shit, we ain't fucking around, man. Yeah, <laughs> this kind of ruthless. Intense. Yeah, for real. <laughs> They feel like they've been wronged enough that they're, anything they need to do is justified, so they're, they're going for it. And the crazy thing is, they're going to be wronged a lot more along the way, you know what I mean? We still have a lot of bad shit that's going to happen to them you know, at the hands of the Empire. Yep. This is just the, just the beginning. But uh, let's dive into uh, the first episode, yeah? Let's do it. Episode number four, titled Aldani, which we realize basically right away is going to be the planet that we're going to be traveling to. Uh, but we are on board Luthen's ship. And we pick up basically right where we left off from episode three. 
only we kind of got the I mean, at least I got the feeling that all right, Andor was kind of on board now. He was persuaded, but not so much. It seems like right away he still kind of got questions to ask, and he's not totally into this whole joining Luthen's side kind of thing. He's got some questions still. He's not totally on board yet. Uh, and Luthen's going to have to kind of do some more persuading, which I thought was it was a good scene. I thought it was pretty good. You know, he was like, whether you want to admit it or not, you, uh, you're you going to die fighting these bastards. And he's like, wouldn't you want to do something real? And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was a good line. And, it was. And kind of foreshadowing as well. Yep, yep, because yep. we obviously know that's exactly what's going to happen to him. Um, I thought it was also cool. Cassian basically mentions that while he was like a prisoner of the empire he spent like two years like fighting on the ground and stuff like that and he was like i was one of 50 that survived and then we saw in episode three that luthan obviously knows a lot about cassian but he knows and a lot more lo- yeah, <laughs> yeah because right away he was just like mm, you spent six months on the ground as a cook <laughs> and then you skedaddled and tucked tail so that you could survive yeah um but then he also mentions even though he knows all of that even though he tucked tail and run that he he admits to Andor that he wasn't actually there for um, the ship unit there that can can uh, hide themselves, basically, the little indivisible to radar. He wasn't really there for that. He was there for Cassian. Right. He thinks that he can help, basically, uh, light this match for this rebellion, it seems like. You know what I mean? Yep. And he's, he's got all the skills. He's a jack-of-all-trades. True. Like, that's kind of how he sells him to Vel, too. Thief, pilot. Yeah, he, he's a backup for every single role, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that the whole scene was very, very cool. Um, and basically they're going to, you know, he's got, we got a five, a five day, like a plan in place. We got a team in place. It's big stakes. Uh, he's going to pay Cassie and I think it's 200,000 units. He says that they'd pull it off and they are going to basically be robbing an entire quarterly payroll, a huge, huge sum of credits from the empire to help fund this rebellion. Kickstart the whole thing, right? For real, yeah. Really well, yeah, yeah. You got. I mean, obviously, rebellion costs money. You know what I mean? Got to pay with for the currency. Weapons. Yeah, for real. Got to pay for all this shit. Got to pay for the fucking ships, fucking food, all that stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. It costs money. So it seems like, uh, like I said, kind of an Ocean's Eleven little task here. We're gonna be setting off for a big, big money heist. I was like, right away. I was like, okay, sounds cool. Yeah. Never done that in Star Wars before. You yeah. know what I mean? That's new. Yeah, like Seth said at the beginning, it's a, it's a spy thriller. It's not a yeah. not a Star Wars show. It's right. spy, it's it spy just thriller. happens to be in a Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing. Yeah, yeah. no Jedi yeah. or anything yet. Still still all just regular people. No, no superpowers or anything, really. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of that, especially with this new team. These all This whole new team seems like just your your ever average Joes, you know, average Joes and James, uh, Gymnasium. Right. <laughs> yeah. But and then at the same time, like, isn't Luke Skywalker doing some of his story right now? Like, around the same time? Uh, this is what well, a little bit before a New Hope, so I think I think Luke's still uh, playing with his little Tie Fighter toy okay. right now. Yeah, so you've had to guess like adolescent Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. but he's like, isn't it three years before the battle that he is famous for? I think it's five years. Five years. Yeah, five years. So Obi Wan's gonna be getting there soon. Yeah, <laughs> so, he was still Obi-Wan in a New Hope. He looks he's like close. he's like fucking yeah. eighteen years old. You know yeah, I mean? tops. So, yeah, he's probably yeah, 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 tops. Teenage Luke Skywalker tops like i said he's sitting there playing with that little friggin toy there all of a sudden the, all of a sudden the toys don't do it any good anymore now he's looking at tatooine magazines the starship ain't cutting it anymore for him um we go from there to a planet that we've uh we haven't seen in a while right i feel like it's been a while since we've gotten a course on yeah first time since like with the, um, the since anakin the, mopped through the fucking floor with them right that's <laughs> what i was thinking yeah it's been a grip huh uh, first time, no Tatooine, finally. Thank God. New planet. 
But we see uh, basically the Imperial Security uh, Bureau, I think they call it. And we get introduced to another member of the Lord of um, Game of Thrones universe. I'm sorry, not Lord of the Rings. Game of Thrones universe. Kyburn introduction. Yeah, one of your faves. Yeah, I love that guy. He's the man. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Way better than fucking Mesa Pycelle. Like, I stunk. Yeah. Kyburn was a gangster. And a good evil character, too. Yeah. Which seems like he has that vibe again. Yeah, definitely. He's got a little swag to him again in the yeah, show. Very skilled again, too. He's clearly very competent. Yep, yep. He's like the basically like the head of this whole security, you know, security team, this whole bureau, you know what I mean? Uh, Partagaz is his name, but I'm never going to say that. His name is Kyburn. <laughs> yeah. Major Kyburn. <laughs> but he's addressing all of his troops. He seems pretty displeased with the uh, the recent success, basically, of the entire empire as a whole. And then uh, he's actually going to mention, he's going to basically bring up, hey, what happened with this uh, this Molana 1 case at Ferrix and all this thing? Basically what we saw in the first three episodes. And they're going to say, yeah, uh, things went awry. Actually, a couple of guys died. Uh, some... Destruction of property, which I was like, that's really necessary when you guys lost like a whole bunch of troops, I guess. But then they mentioned that they found the Starpath unit. They were able to recover it from the scene. And as soon as they mentioned that, one of the, she's a female guard. Um, she's, you know, sitting in this room listening to this whole meeting. As soon as this gets brought up, she right away, ears kind of perk up. And she's like, hmm. Kind of starts dialing into her computer, and you can see right away that something's kind of going off in her brain. You know what I mean? Like something seems up as soon as she hears this star path unit. Right. She knew one was missing or something, right? Yeah. Something. Something seems right away uh, a little a little awry with her. But mm -hmm. I was like, all right, this girl seems like she's going to be a character. Clearly. Um, from there, we go back to Planet Aldani, and Andor and Luthen arrive on planet. And they are watching from the distance. This female basically approach the ship. And Luthen's going to be like, yo, that's, that's the woman in charge right there. And we're going to basically make you a member of her team. We're not going to tell her exactly all the truth about who you are and where you came from and stuff like that. And then we're going to come up with a little alias, which is going to be Clem. <laughs> Weird name. Weird name. Yeah, right away just pulls Clem out. I was like, okay, sure. Sounds like a sounds like a trustworthy name. You know what I mean? I trust the Clem. Clem yeah. Sounds like a good guy to me. You know what I mean? Sounds like a hillbilly or something. <laughs> Clem, Uncle Clem. Yeah. Um, but then Luthen is also going to give Andor a blue crystal, which we end up finding out is one of the Kyber crystals. Yeah. Which I'm sure someone can remind me. What are the Kyber crystals again? They are so they, they make lightsabers. Is it, all right. Yeah, it's also what powers the Death Star, I believe, too. Yeah. Oh, all right. It powers a lot, Perfect. Of, a lot of things in the Star Wars universe. But, but yeah, it's okay. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I know like, these things are fucking important. I was like, what do they do again? But thank you. Perfect. But yeah, that's, it, yep, that's the... And they're really hard to get, too. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like... You have, to have some commodity. Jedi skills, pretty much, to even acquire them. Gotcha. Uh, but Luthen's got one basically uh, wrapped around his neck, wearing it like a necklace, kind of doing the Frodo Baggins technique. Uh, and he tosses it to Luthen. I mean, to Luthen. He tosses it to Cassian and says, hey, this is kind of like a down payment. I promised you 200,000 credits. This thing's mad valuable. He said, don't sell it for less than 50, even though it's got way more sentimental value to him. Right. And uh, then he says, uh, basically, like, kind of hinting that things are going to be all right, showing good faith. He's like, I want that thing back. Like, when I pay you your actual credits, like, I want that fucking thing back because it's right. important to me, kind of. Do you think that shows that he's connected to the Jedi at all? Or is it just a valuable thing? Like, because he has that antique dealer as well, as we find out shortly. Uh, Ooh, or do you think, question. or he might be connected to the Jedi? He, got, yeah, he, has, some, he has some, like, black ops uh, experience from the from episode three. Yeah, maybe. Plant, planting charges and, like, obviously good I like the that. detail side of things. I like that. Not a Jedi himself, but one of those, like, uh, you know, guys that are close to him. Like, force yeah. sensitive. I think it's not force sensitive. but He, he could be, though. He's obviously good at hiding things. He's That's true. true. He's got a got at least two characters already. Maybe he's got more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
But right away, I was like, all right, we're in very introduction, uh, very interesting. And then, like I said, we have this woman coming down, and she's gonna show up, and we find out that her name is Vel. We get the introduction of her, and this girl's a this girl's a badass. I like this girl. I, I really like her. She's a no nonsense kind of gal. You know what I mean? Fucking yeah. listen to what I say. Fucking I'll get out of the way. I'll get ran over. You know what I mean? For sure. And another it. another Game of Thrones. Uh character as well oh that's right that's right you said that just before we started the show she is uh the wraith right the waif the waif that's yep. right the wraith jesus all yep. these shows the, the girl that like trains with aria at the house of the black and white that's right that's right Kicks that's her ass right that. has that awesome times. chase scene through bravos yeah stabs yeah in the gut and that's awesome, survives somehow awesome scene i love that scene that chase scene's sick it is. That's right, yeah. A lot of Game of Thrones people popping up in this show. Lots of them. That's already, uh, we got Lloyd Royce, yep. Kyburn, Her. That's, is that it? Three? Uh, there's definitely more. Uh, more to come. We were in. saying that one one was the guy who played. Uh, oh, that's right. Someone at the beginning, that, that big. That huge uh, troll looking guy. Yeah, the, the muscle. Like the muscle. Came, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think there was another one too, but maybe that was Royce, is what I'm thinking. Lord about. Royce, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. Which he's going to pop in actually in a second. We're going to see him again in a minute. He's going to make his second appearance, which he actually kind of cracked me up in his little quick. Uh, he was only in it for a second, but he kind of cracked me up. But Luthen um, is going to go talk to Vel by himself. He kind of says, hey, and, uh, you know, chill here at the ship. Let me go, you know, handle these things. And he's going to say, hey, I got a new guy for the job. Vel's like, yo, what do you mean we've got a new guy for the job? We're moving in like on three days. We're going to introduce somebody new to this thing. And kind of like you were saying earlier, Luthen says he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's going to help you. He's got, you know, he can he's pilot. The, he's the fail safe, he calls him, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. He's he's jack of all trades. He can do it all. You know what I mean? He's perfect for the job. And Vel's kind of on, you know, on the fence about it. And Luthen right up says, it's like, either do it with him or don't do it at all. And as soon as he says that, she's like, all right, well, hands tied. Like, we got to, I guess we're taking him on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But she finds out that he is not just there because he's a part of the rebellion, like Luthen and herself and the rest of her team. He is there because he's being paid. That turns her off even more. Mm -hmm. But again, her hands are kind of tied because, you know, it's it's either him or nothing at all. So we got to take what we can get. And we also find out that Luthen's going to tell her, basically, lie to the rest of the team. We're not going to tell them the truth about him, kind of keep it on the wraps, you know what I'm saying? And we'll just call him Clem. He's here to be a part of the rebellion, just another one of the guys. And basically, that this was always part of your plan. Like, he was always supposed to come. You just kind of kept it secret because you didn't know if he was going to make it on time kind of a thing. Right. Very sneaky. Yeah. Very, very, very sneaky. Yeah, especially with the this skeptical crew he's about to meet. Yeah. Very, 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 very. But only three days away from the heist, things are happening very fast. And three days is kind of late to introduce somebody new to the team. You know what I mean? We've been planning this thing out. But we're going to find out they're in need of help. Yep. He's the right guy for the job. Yeah. It's not like we got this uh, full, full-blown full force here. They're, they're not Ocean's Eleven, actually. They're like Ocean's Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Struggling. Um, but like the scene we just actually hinted at a second ago, we are going to see Ramsey. Uh, what is it, uh, Sergeant Mosk, and then uh, Lord Royce. They're basically being addressed for the uh, Phoenix, you know, disaster. These guys were able to all get away. A bunch of soldiers died. And all three of them, you know, basically getting scolded. <laughs> like children who got fucking in trouble at school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got to fucking hand in all your reports, this, that, and the other thing. You guys fucked up. Lord Royce tries to raise his hand to, like, get a word. And he's like, 
I didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> I told him not to do that. <laughs> I specifically told him, you know. <laughs> and that's actually, like, that's exactly the problem, basically. That's exactly what the guy says. He's like, yeah, exactly. You didn't fucking do anything. You're supposed to be the man in charge, and you have no idea what's going on here. All these people are under you, and they're all doing shit at will. You know what I mean? Right. So Lord Royce in trouble, too, all being scolded. But uh, basically, the whole Molana security team that they were trying, they, they hinted at multiple times. They wanted to keep this on the wraps. They wanted to deal with this internally so that the Empire wouldn't find out. The Empire found out, and now the whole Molana One security team is now under Imperial control. Yep. Just like Lord Royce uh, like warned at the beginning, too. Yep. Like, Just like he predicted. Sweep this under the rug, or we're going to stick out. All because of Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Just couldn't let it go. Yeah. Two guys who were clearly in the wrong, whether they were your friggin' brothers or not, they were in the wrong. They were in the wrong place. They shouldn't have been there. They were acting like assholes, and the cult was coming to them. Yeah. Just let it go. Make like frozen. Let it go, man. Uh, from there, we go back to Vel and Andor, and they're kind of making their way through this uh, mountainous ravine, basically. Actually, kind of reminded me of Lord of the Rings that since we've been watching Rings of Power so much. Very uh, yeah. New well, Zealandy looking. Yeah. I know that they shot this on scene, which you can tell. This show looks, like I said, more grounded. It looks like it's way more real than, say, Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, like, <laughs> zooming through the little Tatooine stuff. It's like, it's so much CGI. Right. This just feels, like I said, so much realer, grounded. I like it. Grittier. I, I did hear that they did a lot more practical effects, but I didn't, I didn't realize that they also did locations like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did on, on site. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Which is good. You know what I mean? It's more more real. More yeah. real, man. yeah. Awesome visuals in all three of these episodes. It gets gets pretty wild at the yeah, end of yeah. finale there. Oh my god, episode six. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And even just seeing awesome. a TIE fighter cruising over these like New Zealand y hills is pretty wild too. You know what they did so cool with we haven't got to the TIE Fighters, but I am I'll just say it right now because you brought it up. You see like TIE Fighters in the original trilogy and you know, all the trilogies basically you see them and you see like a whole army of them, right? And you're like, Oh wow, it's like a whole army of TIE Fighters and even then for some reason it doesn't feel that like dramatic because we have our whole army you know up there too the x-wings going whatever this we got like one x-wing at one point and i was like oh shit like fucking it's just one x-wing but i mean it, it just for what i mean one tie fighter and for whatever reason yeah. it felt way more like intense you know what oh, i mean yeah. get down yeah get down. exactly no just like, oh shit like i feel like they just built up the tension yeah, and it was loud as fuck. Like they they turned it up the volume on that too, made it really intense. Like, they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like listening to like high volume whenever I can, but when they actually intentionally buzz you with something like that, it's... I love the sound of them too. I always yeah. have watching Star Wars. I yes. love, love the yeah, sound yeah. of them. It we'll is, like, sounds screech. so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. For some reason, like they, like I said, they showed one at one point, and then they showed three at another point. And I was just like, oh my god, these things look so much more intense for whatever reason than they've ever looked. Like I feel more on edge than I've ever felt. And it's only one or three when I said normally it's a hundred, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and Cassian has a uh, 1.2 where he, they're talking about how they're going to get away and he's like, no, no, those are TIE fighters. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> nine minutes is not a lot of a head start. No, no, like, no. So he, they kind of build up that power a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, story. yeah, definitely. Makes him, the whole empire seem a little bit more uh, intimidating. For sure. And uh, he knows his shit. He's clearly, uh, he's been around the block already even before this show, you know what I mean? For sure. But um, like I said, they're going to be heading towards the rest of this team, and we're going to be doing this robbery. It's going to be we're going to be finding out though at like an armed garrison's like base, basically of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And Andor is kind of like, "You fucking serious? Like, what are you? You crazy? Like, this is insane. How many guys we got? Seven, seven, seven guys against a whole garrison? Like, you must be crazy. How the fuck are we going to do this? You know what I mean?" 
And we see at that moment, actually our first little little scene of TIE fighters like in the distance, kind of like flying by, like in the distance. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. So we know the Empire is here and obviously clearly pretty strong here. They got a pretty strong presence. But Cassian knew he was signing up to rob something. I don't think he knew just that he was trying to walk right into the goddamn enemy stronghold and try yeah. to pull it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, he assumed that it was a easier path to... To stealing the the credits, he knew the knew what the goal was, but didn't realize what he had to get through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna see back at the security bureau for the uh, for the Empire that the female officer that was very curious when the um, the starship unit there was yeah. mentioned. Her name's Deidre Miro. Deidre, lovely. I didn't get her name, so that's perfect. I'll call her Deidre. Deidre, interesting. That's kind of a normal name for Star Wars. I feel like almost right. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost the normal name. <laughs> I know Deidre. <laughs> uh, it seems like this show that they, they just like change off like one letter for a lot of the names to like make it a weird name. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what they spelled Deidre, not the Irish way here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of shit like that. It just change like one little, like even like Vel. Like I feel like Val, like Val Kilmer. You know what I mean? Like right. Vel, Val, just little shit like that. <laughs> for sure. But all right, Deidre, I like that. Uh, she was, you know, curious about that. The Phoenix, the, the Starship piece that got you know taken away and it turns out that it was actually from her sector that got robbed from which mm. is why she was so friggin you know uh interested about it and it turns out that there's a couple of other things that she's been looking into a couple of other reports and stuff so she's starting to put some pieces together like a little bit of a security agent you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then she's going to send her lackey basically to go and get all of the info on the on the ferrix mission and he's just like why don't you go do it and she's like Get your ass out of here. Skedaddle. Shows us the more the political games and like hoops they have to jump through. Just, yeah. And that like messed up messed up the hierarchy they have there, you know. They're they're too busy about like appearances to really get a lot of work done, you know. Yep. Yep. No, you have to go so that it doesn't look like I want it. Because if if I ask then he definitely won't give it to you. Right. There's a lot of a lot of arrogance with the Empire right now. They're very fucking nose up right now at everybody, even their own crew. Yeah. They for fucking sure. they think that shit don't smell at all. Um, but we're going to see that Luthen is actually kind of like I mentioned earlier, we're going to see a little bit more about his character in this episode, which I liked. This is one of those scenes that I mentioned. He is now obviously, um, left the planet. He's left Vel and, and Andor. He's back on his, on his ship. He's right outside of Coruscant and he's going to start basically preparing himself. He's going to start preparing. I don't know if this is how he normally looks and this is a disguise that we've seen so far, or if this is his disguise and what we've seen is what he normally looks like. Who knows? He's going to pop on a wig. He's going to pop on some fancy clothes, some jewelry, all this shit. Did, did anybody else get the vibe he was going to dress as a woman when he put on the, <laughs> when he put on the, yeah. when he put on the wig at first? I don't know. He kind of looked like he was going to be a woman going into this. Yeah, no, I hear you. Oh, man, this guy's going all out. Going to stout fire on us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when he's just popping on all the rings, too. You ain't wrong. He's yeah. like fucking... Even um, you see him like in the mirror, kind of like start to put on a little personality change. You know yeah. what I mean? Where he's been so like hot and rugged so far in these first you know three and a half episodes, he yeah. kind of gets all like almost playful. Like, oh, yeah. but he was going Buffalo Bill on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, like the last thing he does before he finally walks away too is he he does his like fake smile in that, that right. new character. Yes, and, like, yes, little, yes. Like, hand thing and like a weird smile, and then he's like, all right, we're off. So right away, I was kind of getting a little, I was like, ooh, I was very curious. I was like, you know, like, is he playing good, really bad? Is he bad playing good? Like, obviously, Andos has a bunch of questions about this guy. We haven't had any of them answered so far. But yeah. as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, all right, where are we going with this kind of thing? I was very interested, though. Mm -hmm. um, we go back to Andor and Vel. They're continuing their travel still. And they 
are going to address the people that used to be here, basically, the, the Aldanis. And Vel's going to say that they used to, like, roam all over the place until basically the Empire, like, forced them into slavery, it seems like, kind of. They forced them, like, super down south and kind of put them to work, it seems like. Yeah, brutal. So I can see why uh, the people that might be here are kind of fucking not pleased with the Empire as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, making a lot of enemies, Empire. Yeah, it seems like they're enslaving a lot of plans. We've already seen a couple of them along the way. Ramsey's eagerly to try to get back into the room. Not Ramsey Bolton, my cat Ramsey, which <laughs> is named after Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, we go back to Deidre, and she is going to be questioning the, I guess, like the the head of the sector for Phoenix and um, was it uh, was that other planet there? Melanda, I can't Aldani? Huh? No, the first one there. Doesn't even matter. The, the planet from the, where he kills the guard on the first planet. Aldana one? Oh, yeah, Mordana. Yeah, the yeah and talking to the, the head sector for that that guy, basically. And turns out that her info request that she sent her lackey to go get was denied, shut down, no information. She's saying that, you know, because it was the starship unit that was stolen, is from her sector, that she has a right to the information, basically. Guy's still rejecting her. Basically, just kind of giving her a hard time. It seems like it seems like they might have, I don't know, some kind of a little beef against one another kind of a thing. It's power struggle at the very least. Yeah. You know, like that inter-fucking, inter-work inter rivalry. You guys yeah. both want the promotion. Yeah. He resents that she's doing so well only a year in, too. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But she uh, she's tough. You can tell right away she's feisty. She can stick up for herself. She's got, like I said, she's got a, she's no no shit. No, no, she doesn't take any shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm looking to her maybe have a good side to her. She might not be total total evil. Yeah, I can see that. I was honestly, I was starting to get that vibe a little bit from Ramsey maybe because we know that he Mm. does not like, like he did not (laughs) want the Empire to come in and take over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe he hates the Empire so much that it's going to turn him rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of like Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan where the Inquisitor lady turns. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could I see like something it. like that, you know what I mean? Hope so. If, if especially if his uncle's involved in that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm very curious. They're hinting at something with that uncle there. Right. That's guy. It's got to be somebody that we know. They're yeah. hinting at it too much. Oh, um, but basically, she's gonna. Deidre's gonna end up storming out of the room because she can't get the info she wants. And she's like, "All right, fine. I'm gonna go talk to Kyburn. I'm gonna go fucking talk <laughs> to the man. I'm gonna go talk to the big guy." Yeah. Other dude doesn't seem to mind. Doesn't seem really seem bothered by. It. Like, all right, go talk to him. Yeah, he's gonna look ridiculous. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not gonna say yes. Um, we go to Aldani again, and we're gonna finally arrive. We're gonna meet our new team members. We see that uh, one guard, this guy, basically who's sitting on a rock. It looks like he's supposed to be the dude on kind of patrol. He's fast asleep, and uh, he's gonna get awoken by another one of the another one of the. You know, one of the guys on the team. And as soon as I saw the one that was sleeping, right away, I got super excited. I was like, hey, it's James from fucking The End of the Fucking World. Yep. One of my favorite shows. Which, if you watch our regular podcast, I suggested you guys go check out The End of the Fucking World on Netflix. It's one of my favorite shows. I've watched it a few times now. Love James. So I was like, welcome to the Star show. Wars universe. Yeah, it's Very great. unique show. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Dark, yeah. dark comedy. <laughs> He's also in one of the Black Mirror episodes, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, You've told me about that show a lot. That's one show I cannot oh. get into, man. I gotta try to force myself to watch more of it. But. Definitely episode to episode. I could see how you might That's what I've heard. Like yeah. but, but they're all so different. That yeah. Just the... They kind of push the boundaries on stuff. I think I think you would like it if you give it another chance. Yeah, I gotta. I'll, I'll watch a couple. Try. I'll give you a couple 
key ones. That might be what I need. Maybe the maybe the better episodes. Yeah. Skip some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they are like long, so like, like an hour long. So if it's something I'm just like not interested, I'm just like, uh, slogging, you know what I mean? Get this out of here. There's a really good one that's three. It's an hour and like 20 minutes, but it's three small stories that are kind of connected. Yep. And John Hamm is in them. Oh, and, no shit. And two or three of them. Oh, so, no shit. That's yeah. interesting. That'll probably be the one that I would, I would recommend. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, as soon as I saw James, I was like, oh, sweet, James, he's here. He's on the good side, too. Love that. What's going on, baby? How's, how's it going? And then um, the guy that wakes him up is going to give us our first reference to Saul Guerrero, played by Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One. Um, but we get the first little, uh, little little droplet there. And we know that he's going to appear in this show at some point. They, they, did, they did say that. So looking yeah. forward to that. But yeah first little reference love it love to see it i love forrest whitaker i know seth uh you're not a forrest whitaker guy right i don't yeah i don't know what it is i, I don't i didn't like i didn't even like his character in rogue one. Oh, really yeah I, I, oh with this like the limp and the fucking ass he was such a gangster he didn't do anything he's yeah for the rebellion no he didn't <laughs> he's kind of old, like he just didn't do anything i don't know not effective for, nah, so, for yeah, somebody who has such, he's such a well-known guy in this universe and it's like so popular i haven't seen him do a fucking single thing and maybe he'll do it in this show, baby. You know what I mean? But I'd like to hear that. I'm looking forward to his appearance eventually. But uh, the guy that wakes him up, he's, I mean, I'm sorry, James, the guy that is sleeping, he's like, you know, just don't tell Vel. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going to. Don't worry about it. You are. Just think about how you're going to do it. I was just like, that's tough, man. Come on. You got, aren't you guys supposed to be boys? Yeah, are we on the same team? That's that's rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going to see Vel, and she's approaching with not herself, you know what I mean? She's got Ando with them, and they're like, yo, who the fuck is this guy, basically? We better go and tell the others. And Vel's going to stroll on in with Ando, introduce him to the rest of the team, and they're all basically going to be like, yo, like, who the fuck is this guy? We're three days away from the job, and we're bringing in a new dude? Yeah. What's a Clem? <laughs> What's a Clem? <laughs> the team does seem a little split, though. Like, James seems a little more open to him being here, and then the other girl, whose name I believe is Sintra, I believe... She seems, like, kind of open to it, which, again, they only got five, six people on board this crew. Like, the more the merrier, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if we need some hands on deck here. This is a, we're going marching right into the Empire HQ, basically. We're going to rob them for a bunch of goddamn their payroll. This is their fucking paychecks. These guys are not going to be happy. We need a crew. For sure. I feel like we need this guy. Yeah, they're just, I think they're so close to the finish line that they're, you know, they're just worried about. Traded all, the, everything, yeah, all the effort that they put into it, and they're like, "This do we really need to overcomplicate it again?" Like right before we start, but it seems, like they, too, seems like they need him. I wonder too if Luthen was like, he saw what they were doing. He's like, "Nah, these guys aren't gonna cut it." You know, we need, we need, we need a little more to get this done. You know what I mean? I so think that, you're probably right on. That's when he good. goes out and he starts exploring, you know, different options, and he, he comes across Cassian. So yeah. I wonder if that that was part of it too. I think you're spot on. I think so. Right, Luthen seems like a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Also battle-tested, it seems like, based off the little quick battle scene we saw in episode three. It seems like he's knows his way around the gun. Right. I think that's pretty spot on, probably. Probably so that the team needs some need a little boost. Right. It wasn't just getting him, in general, to join the Rebellion. He was getting him for this. This mission, yeah. mission, yeah. Because like you said, this mission right here, like we said, we need funding. You know what I mean? It's got to spark the Rebellion somehow. We need money to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's... This is going to be a big little powder keg. I know. There's, you see how much a credit is worth in this show, too. Like... It's like six hundred credits for some crazy shit. Like a, yeah, 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 a, a yeah, yeah. ship is like five thousand credits. Like a really nice ship. Yeah, five thousand credits. Like I think he mentioned some. Uh, like at the end of the last episode, there he's like, "I'll buy that ship for like thirty thousand credits," and it's like that's like twice as much as what it's worth or something like that. He just yeah. wants to get off so bad. Yeah, crazy. So 
Yeah, like so they have millions, thousands. millions of credits in that, on that vault, you know. Right. So it's it's gonna get get them going. Yeah, no shit. He's, He's getting paid two hundred from Luthen for this job. That's fucking. That's a lot of ships. <laughs> for real. Okay. Got a fleet going. <laughs> um, but Vel, she ain't having her questioned or her authority questioned by any of these people. This is her team. She's the one in charge. She ain't even hearing any of it. She says, "Get this guy fed. <laughs> Tell sister to address his wounds." And uh, let's kind of, you know, show him the ropes. Let's get him accustomed to our camp, get him a bed and stuff like that, and let's show him what we do here. Mm-hmm. From there, we're going to go to a quick little scene that I found very funny just because uh, I kind of like this this Ramsey character here, Civil. He uh, <laughs> he was scolded out the last time we saw him, scolded out for his, uh, his misbehavings on Fenix and screwing things up. And we see him traveling to this new planet it seems like kind of going through the just walking through the city basically gets off his basically getting off his plane getting home from traveling you know what I mean going to the airport right yeah (laughs) going to the Star Wars airport kind of a feel and then he's going to basically get home to his mom and as soon as mom sees him bam (laughs) fucking smack yeah they're a failure (laughs) and then gives him a big hug though yeah (laughs) idiot so Clearly, uh, something's a little awry, but she loves her boy. You know what I mean. She's disappointed about something. If it's if he got fired, or maybe she hasn't heard from him in a long time. Maybe he hasn't called home, checked in. Right. Something's awry, but happy to see him nonetheless. Yeah. Gives him a, gives him a little hug. It's funny uh, the neighbor kind of spotted it happen too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you looking at? Yes, that was good. <laughs> Mind your business. That was good. That was good. Seems like a tough lady. Yeah. Seems like a fierce woman. For real. Which Ramsey doesn't seem. Uh, too, not even, not even like too pleased to see his mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of just like, oh fuck! I wish I wasn't here right now. Yeah. Um, we go back to Aldani and we see that Andor and the heist team. They're kind of getting him, getting his wound cleaned up, and he is going to Andor is going to quickly. Uh, he's going to hide this gem, the the the, the Kyber crystal that was given to him. He's going to tuck it away. He doesn't want any uh, anybody seeing it when his wound's getting cleaned or at all, basically, because they are on a mission to basically secure money. And this guy's got a very valuable crystal hanging around his neck, and he's supposed to be kind of like a Joe Schmo here to help the rebellion cause kind of a thing. So right. weird look if he was to be seen with that. So he's going to kind of pop it into the pocket, which I, I, I got. I was like, all right, word. And then um, we're going to see two of the team members there. What is it? Skeen, I believe, and what's the Taraman. They are going to be the... Yeah, I got oh, it, man. Nice. Let me tell you. I've been fucking grinding shows lately, bro. My brain is a fucking puddle, but I'm working it out. Skeen nice. and Tamarin, they're going to be the ones that are really questioning Vel about this guy and where he came from and why he's here. You know what I mean? And Vel, again, not really kind of having it. She's like, this guy, he's here to do the job. He's the guy that we need, the utility knife that we need. And he vouch- she basically vouches for him. Kind of, I trust him. So if I trust him, I'm your commander. Kind of thing. Like you guys should trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, all right, wow. She wasn't about it at the beginning, but maybe she's already. I don't know if she's just playing the role. Maybe she is. Right. But if she is, she's doing a good job of that. But maybe she's already starting to turn a little bit on Ando. I feel like she's buying into what he's selling. I think you know? so too. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, maybe. Yep. A little bit of covering her ass. But a little bit of actually buying into this guy. She's already been talking to him a bit. Yeah. See how he carries himself. Yep. There's a scene in the next episode too where, where he's like pointing out about the, uh, you know, how what handedness people have, and she oh, she kind of she's like, no, 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 awesome. let him explain like why he thinks that. And Legit, one of my favorite parts of the show so far. I thought that was sick. Yeah, and that, but that's you know she kind of worked her way up to that to that. Where yeah, she's ready to defend him, and that's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's what yep. we're kind of seeing start right now. Yeah, the progression. She's buying in. We go back to Coruscant, 
And we see that Luthen is going to meet with a senator. And the senator is... What's her name? I'm sorry. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, who has appeared in <laughs> the well, original trilogy. Yeah, she's Rogue the one that one. the the Bath and Spies, they get the uh, the plans to the Death Star. When they deliver the Death Star plans, the first person that gets them is Mon Mothma. Yeah. Now, when I first saw her, when I came on screen, my first thought was, oh, this woman looks familiar. And I kind of thought, like, oh, is this her? But then I'm like, this is only five years before New Hope, like. She looks a little tough in a new hope. Like this girl looks, she's a very attractive woman. Like this woman's very nice to look at, very appeasing to the eye. She's gonna have a tough five years, I guess. Yeah, this rebellion's really gonna take us all. Some dark side, maybe. Strains <laughs> her. A lot of stress. Yeah. Lack of sleep. <laughs> Probably not eating well. She's got an asshole for her husband, so that doesn't help. True, yeah, yeah. And a bit of a fucking asshole kid too. Yeah, it seems like she's like her dad's protege, just like parenting, whatever. <laughs> bullshit he says about, about her yeah um but we see he that gets he gets his though yeah 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 he does um like you mentioned earlier actually uh luthan is in charge or he runs um basically like an artifact shop yeah like antique antiques there you go yeah, yeah. there you go easter eggs galore if you're a star wars nerd there were easter eggs galore well talk to me shop. baby what do we got all right so we got the so we had jedi and sith holocrons which basically is just like information that the Jedi's or Sith's like store. It's right. Like, it's almost like a cube. Like kind of like the Tesseract, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's how they've tracked down, down like the young pad one. Yeah, there, like Ky- Kylo Ren goes after one in uh, in the new one. So it's kind of like how you gain information. Um, so we had that. We had, if you watched the fourth, uh, play the Force Unleashed, you had Starkiller's uh, uniform. So like if he turns to the Sith, he okay. has his uniform on. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I got in the you. background. You get um, Plo Koon's mask. If you remember Plo Koon from Revenge of the Sith, like the, the basically the pilot, he looked like he had like the, the it was in there the cockpit How did I miss that? mask on. Um, so I caught those, and then I was looking at the rest of them. And Luke, like you were saying, they have like the Indiana Jones uh, little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, Indiana the, Jones' whip is in there too. Yeah, yeah, and like in some uh, carbonized whatever that stuff's called. Yeah, it's just like frozen in carbonite. Like yeah. <laughs> no like shit. Indiana. I yeah. think somebody said a Mandalorian suit too. Yeah, there's Beskar armor in his shop there. Oh, and, uh, I'm gonna there, have to go. There's also that. some uh, Gun Gungan shields, which is Jaja Binks. Yeah. Race. <laughs> so uh, like. And yeah, Star Killer helmet. War. And uh, but then yeah, and then in the in one of his rooms later. In the, that camera yeah. right there. Sorry. Go ahead. It's all good. Uh, in one of his rooms later, there's um, those stones from Temple of Doom. Oh, Indiana no shit, Jones really? are like just on a shelf behind him. No fucking way. I'm and gonna I, have to go back and check this scene out. I, I guess they've. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and check that out. I guess they've done it like both ways before, though. Um, like in Indiana Jones, there's a a bar called like Obi Wan Bar. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, 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 yeah that's um, funny. And there's the, the there's some hieroglyphics yeah. with R two D two and C three PO on them in uh in like one of the no shit in, like, in, the, in the Lost Ark probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, where they just have the hieroglyphics. Oh man, I'm so, gonna have to go back and check out that scene. It's like though. The, the Lucasfilms universe. It doesn't actually make any sense at all. Right, right. It's, it's just for fun. Yeah, it's just like a fun Easter egg, basically. That's interesting, though. That's interesting, especially cool. the Plo Koon mask. I'm very intrigued to see that. Um, Plo Koon is in the uh, the Clone Wars series a lot. He's a very yeah, regular I, occurrence in that show. I read that one, but I didn't know the context, so I didn't know how to talk about that one. Yeah, he, yeah. I, he looks like a cool character. Yeah, he's in, like I said, um, actually, like Seth said, I'm sorry, in Revenge of the Sith, he gets shot down in the cockpit. They're in uh, what is it, Order sixty six. 
Isn't that well, new show too? Jedi, the, the Jedi show is coming out. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to get episodes. That series I'm excited as yeah. hell for, man. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Have you seen that? What show? It's going to be an animated series that they're coming to Disney+. Plus. It comes out. It's th- is it this month? No, is it November? It's either October or November. It's very soon. Probably as soon as this ends. Yeah, it's called like a Jedi tale, and it's going to be like um, each in, like each episode will be like individual, like for a certain character, say like, and it's going to be almost like an origin story. So it's going to be like Count Dooku, Ahsoka, Plo Koon, like all kind of Darth Mace Windu. I, I don't know. I think maybe Darth Maul might have one. But it's going to be all like little origin stories, basically, for all these characters that we've seen, but not like huge amounts of, you know what I mean? I like that a lot. Yeah. Love it's like all Jedi. Yeah. Wow. Dude, the first episode's next Thursday. Is it Thursday? Hey. I, was say, I knew it was coming mad soon. I thought it was this month. That's crazy. Put it in the rotation. Yeah. We're going to definitely, we're definitely going to chat about that. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Hopefully they don't make it too kiddie. You said it's animated yeah it's animated I love that. but Rebels has animation. not been too, too kiddie right Kid- no in Clone Wars I like Clone Wars Clone Wars is like it. it can. it's for kids it's for I, I watched it's dark it, I as a kid show yeah some dark things I, I still enjoyed it uh, I love Clone Wars and the animation it just looks it looks very yeah, cool I'm, you know what I'm I mean? not anti-animation at all I like that stuff um, but like I said, so Luthen hosts this little, uh, he, he owns this little antique shop, basically. And the senator's going to come on strolling in, finds out we got a new driver. So basically, Luthen's going to send his assistant to kind of take care of him, go show him some new coins, some shit like that. He's going to take the senator into the back. She's supposedly looking for a gift for her husband, which we're going to take care of just to throw him aside. But the, the big thing here that we're dealing with is that the senator is, seems like, funding a large part of this rebellion so far. And she's going to tell Luthen that she's having some trouble, that she's being watched a little more closely than she has been. She's having a harder time moving money around. Yeah. And obviously that's a problem because, you know, like I said, the rebellion is going to cost some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's like, yeah the money's there. Just uh, I can't get it to you as easily as I, as I could before. Right. And then she's also going to mention bringing in somebody new. And Luthen, very against it. Right. We don't find out much about it, but she just mentions basically wanting to bring in a new person that can help with the situation. Yeah. Any idea who that might be? I have one guess. Who do you got? Could be Leia Organa. Yeah, I think it's it's her dad, Senator Senator Organa. Yeah, could could be him. I feel like he's already in on it probably, though. Like they, her whole growing up, he's kind of, he's already in on it. Mm. Um because mm. we kind of get her origin story in Obi-Wan, right? Well, this is still five years before. I don't know. I feel like Senator Ogata is a good guess. Yeah. yeah. How much earlier could he have gotten involved? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a senator by the, the end of Revenge of the Sith. So, right. You know, he's been around. Well, in Obi-Wan, he seems like he's involved with the Rebels. Right. And that's that's, and that's, that's 15 BBY or whatever, right? That's when Leia's is up. it 15? I don't know. That's when oh, Leia's yeah, a little kid. Leia is a little kid. That's yeah. true. So maybe it's not Argana. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, but you would also think Leia would be easily more easily taken into the fold. So maybe it'd be maybe someone else. Maybe Leia. Yeah, that'd uh, be cool. Or, or someone else new. Yeah, who knows? That little girl that played Leia killed it. Nobody wanted. We'll say that. Yeah, she was really good. What, was she in something else too? Oh, I don't know. Was she? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to look into that. I don't know. I do remember thinking that while some of the things that they had her do, I thought were dumb. I was like, that has nothing to do with the actress. I was like, everything that the actress was doing, this kid's awesome. She's she's good. She's a certified stud. I agree. Um, but like I said, Luthen out against it, not bringing anybody else in. We're going to see where that goes. But back at Aldani, we have another member arriving to the team. But he's not a new member, just a new member to Andor. He is Lieutenant Gorn. And he is, in fact, a member still currently of the Empire. He's kind of our uh, in- inside guy, inside man. Hey, he's a cool dude. 
Seems uh, seems like a bit of a hard ass, but Andor seems right away guard up. Mm-hmm. Kind of question why this guy kind of here, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting cat, you know what I mean? I can see why you'd want to turn your back, but like, obviously got to have a story behind it, which we're going to learn eventually. But right, I love his attention to detail too that he has. Like, mm. He goes like later, like something you know, four, uh, five, and six, and they get into it a little bit more. But yeah, his attention to detail and pulling this off is. A one, yeah, all the slow play stuff he he has to do, like he how to march and all, you know, like we'll get into it. But yeah, like yeah, his yeah, attention yeah. to details, but even like even just like getting, uh, he got like his workers to like request to. Yeah, that was great. That was to really request to go look at the star, your shower, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew like, exactly how they would react. Yeah, he made it so he was reluctantly letting them do that instead of suggesting it. You know, just like a bunch of just yeah, three D chess shit. Genius. And playing checkers, you know. Genius. But uh, now we have met the whole team. We've seen all seven people now. We even got, like I said, an inside man. So let's see how things go. And then we go back to the senator, and she is going to arrive at her home. She sees that her husband's basically preparing for this dinner. He's going to be having some a governor over, some old friends. <laughs> Mentions a whole bunch of name drops, but it was nobody I've ever recognized. I don't know if it's anybody I'm supposed to recognize, right? But just something like more more just important that they're all people that she basically is against, yeah, yeah and that disagree with her. Right. Like, no, I don't want to have dinner with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, kind of like, I know, there's a lot of Easter eggs and stuff like the way I was like, any of these names? Like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, nothing I could pick up on. But there probably was some, you know. They, Either way, though, kind of weird that, you know, your husband wants to have all these people over to your house for dinner that, like, just are directly against you. Kind of like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> His excuse is that, like, she's boring and they're fun. Yeah, yeah, true. He just he just kind of sucks in general. She also mentions that they like just basically uh, voted to trade like close up a trade route that's gonna like directly cause like the death like starvation basically of like millions of people and stuff. So yeah, all right. It's like should we invite them to dinner too? They suck. Yeah, she literally says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to invite everybody that hates me? Like true, true. But yeah, I can see why she would be kind of against having these people over. You know what I mean? They seem kind of like scumbags, and her husband seems like kind of a scumbag. He just sucks. How did you get into this marriage? You know what I mean? I would think that. It seems like she's just kind of using him to... Or him being stupid is helpful, at least. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. She seems like, even like in the uh, like the original trilogy, she just seems like so like tough and independent. Like You know what I mean? Like that, like, I don't need no man kind of girl. Yeah. I can't believe it, you know? And if she had a husband, I'd be like, I imagine he'd be the kind of just like a uh, simp that she just kind of like walks all over. Just like, yes, dear. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, this guy's just kind of a scumbag. Interesting. Um, we go to Vel, and she's going to be going over the plans for their heist. And Andor is pretty concerned because he's like, we're going to try to escape. And basically, is it a ship? It, it like, Obviously, it flies and stuff, but it's like, it doesn't seem like it flies very fast. It's very like bulky, like almost like a big rig, like a cargo ship or something. Yeah. There's like a slow-moving, big rig ship kind of a thing. Saying so you need like like a launcher kind of to get it off the ground almost. Yeah, very heavy. Yeah. Right, right, right. You said it needs to be like on the rail. Right. They want to get it off. So almost like, like a blast-off point. Yeah, it's like a slingshot. Thing. Rocket. Like how they launch ships on aircraft carriers. They yep. use these like, I don't know, these pulley system with cables to like push. Yeah, I got you. And to like catch the... The ships or the planes when they land. I got you. I got you. Similar to that. Uh, and Andor is like kind of you know like all right, we're gonna have a tight window here. Like Tie Fighter is gonna be fucking on us in like no time. You know what I mean? Right. But it seems like they've already counted for that. They said like you know we have a nine minute window. And like, all right, so we are doing some of this 
planning, you know. Right. But, but, Andor, but these things are TIE fighters. That's, that's not true. enough time. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He's like, it's a suicide mission, I think, is actually what he like literally says. Um, but they're kind of like, yeah, well, you know, a, a suicide mission is perfect because they'll never see a suicide mission coming. They'll never expect us to walk right in. Which actually kind of does go to what Ando has been preaching this whole show so far is the arrogance of the Empire. Like, they wouldn't expect just such a frontal attack. And then we're also going to find out that here on Aldani, once every three years, there is this crazy meteor shower that they call the Eye. Where there is just like, you know, like I said, a massive, massive meteor shower. And they have coincided the heist perfectly with this meteor shower so that when they try to blast off once they've made their their heist, they'll be able to basically escape using this meteor shower. Right, because it'll, it's basically going to be impossible to pass through the skies. Right. And they had, they had this plan earlier on to go like underground for quite a while, like uh, like on where the river used to be. I think that's what they plan to do. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't end up working yeah. out that well. Right. But that was their plan. But... I was as soon as they mentioned this this meteor shower, I was all right. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna get a glimpse of this in the in the near future. But that was something that right away kind of caught my ears, and I was excited to eventually see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Nemec kind of describes it as more like a crystal shower. Like, yeah. So it's like not not just a meteor shower. It's like like twenty mirror showers at once. Right. They like they mentioned how like the Aldani people kind of uh, it's almost like a thing of like almost like worship for them. You know what I mean? It's like this right. spectacular thing that their entire culture is sort of like based around. It's like this beautiful this beautiful show kind of. Right. And what I'm seeing it does kind of look just like an eye as well. Like you know, right. it's kind of like a pupil on the horizon with and so it's like the eye of God and it's like a, a holy thing to them. Like then the, some of the translated things that the natives say to uh, Gorn is yeah, yeah. uh is like uh, hopefully the the eye judges and like finds some good in you and stuff yeah like that so they, they do see the eye as a being yeah being or yeah. a yeah a godly force or something right very cool though makes very, the revolution yeah. more powerful that they're doing it on that day you know getting revenge for all those oppressed people you know i do like that yeah definitely gonna rally the cause a little bit you know what i mean yeah um but vel's gonna basically say like yeah you know that's our plan you like are you in are you all the way in and andor yep let's do it let's get to work baby let's get going so we go to the Imperial Guards, and they are going to be uh, basically debating for Kyburn. They're gonna the uh, was it Deidre, and then the the other guy, the head of the section for uh, Melanda One and Fenix. They're gonna be basically debating, going back and forth, both trying to fight their stance for Kyburn. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Kyburn, man, he he just shuts down her whole thing real quick. And she's going to mention what she kind of saw earlier, which was that she has been gathering a little bit of a case. She's putting together these different cases from all over different like squad, uh, different sectors that all that she thinks are all interconnected. And she literally says as much like, "I think there is a rebellion starting." And Kyburn shuts it down like it's just there's no real evidence. It's just your your thought. You know what I mean? It's just a hunch. You're not quite there yet, right? Uh, and he, he shuts down her request for the information. Um, but just kind of showing what Andor has been saying, sort of, that arrogance of the Empire, that they there's no way, like, Kyber doesn't even really think about it for a second. You have a somebody that you put into a position of some command, this, this Deidre, and she comes to you and she says, hey, look, I have exhibit A, B, C, and D. While they all might be kind of stretched out, if you look closely, they are kind of interconnected. I think this might be the start of something big, and they just don't even, like, think about it for a second. He's just so, like, the Empire cannot be stopped, kind of. 
just shoots her right down. But again, kind of like that, that arrogance that 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 um, Andor keeps mentioning. Yep. yep, I think that shit don't stink. Exactly, get the uh, hubris a little bit, you know, thinking thinking you're a god, untouchable. Yeah, always burns you. Sure it does. It's gonna burn them. We know that for sure. Uh, but you know, basically says, "Hey, you've been doing good work uh, aside from this, so just stay focused on that. Let this thing go." Actually, kind of what Ramsey was told back uh, from Lord Royce earlier in episode was it one and two there? Yeah, yep. Don't make this bigger than it is. Like if it's actually big, let me know. But this is below the threshold. Let's sweep it. Yeah. And then we go to our uh, very closing scene, just a quick little glimpse, but we see the Aldani, the heist team, and they're kind of having their last peaceful night, kind of just relaxing by a fire, having a little drink, having a little food, having a little conversation, and then Vel's going to kind of come over and give Andor his last little uh, little blueprints, a little map, some some language, some info, some of the routes to memorize, just some, some last-minute plans, basically, for him to memorize over overnight. Yeah, nice eight hours worth of studying to do during yeah. his eight hours of sleep. Enjoy your night of sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, learn, learn a language and uh, study these maps. And, yeah, and I guess you can finish your dinner, too. Yeah, I guess that's, you he's can. Like, he's like, can I eat? I guess yeah, that's, that's right. He does say that. You're yeah. right. He literally does say that. You're absolutely right. I yeah. forgot about that. That was funny. Yeah. That's like, a good yeah, you can eat and you're going to get your wound redressed, but... And learn everything by morning. Good tough, luck. tough yeah. bid. Yeah, but that wraps for episode one. But like I said, I really enjoyed that episode. I liked it a lot. There's a lot there. Going through it just now, there's way more happened than than I thought even. Like I said, you mentioned at the beginning. I don't know why, but the Game of Thrones reference I felt like played a little bit for that episode, is because it was very chess piecey. Yeah, and kind of seemingly unrelated stories. You know, it's like, all right, how yeah. are these going to come together? Yep. And, a little bit more Hong Kong action getting right. put into effect. Yeah, or you can even see you can see how they're going to come together eventually. You can you can see like the the meeting point, but you don't know how they're going to get there. You know. Yeah, I really liked episode four. I really liked it a lot. Like I said, I like to see uh, I got to see a different side of Luthen. That whole character. I'm interested to see more of him. Interested to see more of Cor- uh, Coruscant. We haven't seen the Senate really since the uh, the prequel trilogies, right? Yeah. Not really. So. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, and they uh, and they dumped ninety percent of the characters from the first three episodes. It's kind of reset in a lot of ways. Yeah, they could bring people back, like we were saying. Hopefully, Bix comes back, and I definitely think Bix is gonna come back. And the droid probably come back too. I say that mostly because I know that she is like third casted on the show, like as mm. far as payroll goes. So I feel like that just means that she has to yeah. have more screen time at some point. Probably. And I don't know. I kind of liked her character. I was interested. I liked her. She seemed like a she seemed like a badass. I kind of liked her. Um, I'd it's, like to see more between the two. Not being in Rogue One, though, you got to figure. I, I can't imagine her fate is very good. Right, that's I mean, kind of she what might be bad. But since she's not in Rogue One, saying that on the last you know. last podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of these people. I think this whole team of people that we just met for this heist. I mean, yeah, they seem seem like no one was going to make it even early on. He just got those vibes. Yeah, but, yeah mean, Suicide Squad kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it's tough. Like we said, we've we saw Rogue One. We obviously seen the original trilogy. A lot of these people not mentioned. Which, if you have like a little mention here and there, a little name drop, you know, maybe they make it. But yeah. I don't know. And you think tough. even even someone like Luthen, like nothing. They they probably would have come up in later stuff if he was still around. You know. Yeah. So he's he's probably not gonna do so well by the end of this either. Yeah. I think this is gonna be a big thing for why Cassian is uh, so like untrustworthy as he is. Come Rogue One, you know what I mean? Right. He's got his droid there. What is it? Uh, K2, 
K2SO? K2SO, yeah. yeah. And that's about the only guy he trusts, yeah. you know what I mean? That's it's, about it. It's almost like Luthan and Saul, their, their big payoff is not like making it to the end of the rebellion, but like setting up the rebellion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. they, they kind of know that they're not going to get there. Right. But they're, they're made the last like little thing before they go out is they want to set up the rebellion. Yeah. yeah. I like that quote you said at the very beginning saying, uh, like, you know, you're going to die fighting these guys. Yeah, that was an awesome quote. That was kinda, a great quote. It's kind of, you could say that's kind of what he has already determined about himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a good call. He's yeah. like, he's like, I know that's about you because I know that's about me also. Yeah. 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 We're all in on this shit. You're like me. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely think so. Some similarities there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he does some damage before he goes. Definitely. Seems like he's so. gonna. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Blaze of glory. But uh, I really liked that one. I, I think that uh, I think I liked that one probably more than the first three. I liked three. I liked one, but I think that one was probably my favorite so far. Gave some direction for the the season for sure. Yeah, Get, you know, set a little us on more a than cool bigger path. blueprint. Yeah. And then, like I said, the it's early sparks of the rebellion, man. The early sparks just set on in. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, and yeah, it, five is a little set up-y again, like we said. But yeah, uh, I, I really I think that the payoff is worth it. I was gonna say five is definitely even like my shortest for notes and stuff. But I five I uh, five I thought could easily be pretty passed over. But but that's what makes Thrones work is when it's worth the wait. Yeah, you that's know? true. So like it, the build up. Yeah, it's the like, anticipation. Right. And then when you watch it again, you know, and you're like, oh, there's all this cool shit that they intentionally put in there, and I don't know. Obviously, it's not as into, good yeah, yeah, as yeah, Thrones, yeah. but they they're they're pulling it off, and the the fact that they killed it so much with Episode Six. Yeah, no, the storytelling in this show you can tell is definitely far more intricate than any of the other Star Wars shows to date by far. You know what I mean? It's yeah. much more intense. It's much more elaborate. Yeah, a drama really. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. thriller. It seems like a just like this almost feels like if HBO did uh, like a Star Wars show. You know what I mean? Rather than Disney Plus. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but let's move on to Episode Five. Like I said, my least favorite of the three for this week. But let's dive in. Episode 5, The Axe Forgets, which we're going to quickly figure out where that comes from as well. But we're going to open up with uh, Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> He's at home with his mama. And boy, does he look defeated. He looks defeated. He looks sad. His mom's calling him out instantly for his body posture, basically. Like, hey, sit up. This is probably why you got fired. This is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, mom, and, come on. <laughs> people think you're shitty before you even talk. For real. <laughs> And uh, kind of like we saw right from the slap hug, they seem like they have a very uh, intense kind of aggressive relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hate hard, love hard. Yeah. Um, but mom is going to mention the guy that we've already mentioned a couple times on the pod this this week, uh, Uncle Harlow. And she's going to say that she's going to give him a call. She's got a favor that we can call in. He'll know what's best. And maybe he'll even like take you on into his service that you can go work for him kind of a thing. Yeah. Get some like mobster vibes. Like mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, call my, I'll call your uncle Don. Don Leo. He's got some jobs for you. It's a good call. Yeah. yeah you were wrong. Will Soprano's vibe right yeah. there. I'll call your uncle. He'll get you a job. Yeah. We'll call Tony. Yeah. Oh, no. Ramsey's like a money movie. As soon as I mentioned Tony, he loves the Sopranos. My cat is the biggest Sopranos fan on the planet. Hey, this guy can take <laughs> Um, we go back to Andor and he is, uh, at the Aldani camp. He wakes up and he notices that all of his stuff is gone. All of his, his bags, just all of his shit, his belt, whatever. It's all, you know, gone. He like wakes up, he freaking flies out the tent and it seems that Skeen has took all of his stuff, but he just went through it to search it. And he's like, Hey, I did it all on orders of Vel. He's like, if you don't believe me, you can go ask her right now. She should be waking up any minute. Like. There's all your stuff. You can take it back. Or I don't want any of it. I didn't do it on my own accord. I was just doing what I was told to do. Yeah. 
All right, maybe Vel doesn't trust you as much as I thought she did. You know what I mean? I thought she was coming around on you, but maybe not so much. Yeah, bad sign, bad sign. Um, but Skeen is at this moment. He is. Uh, he's currently shirtless, and he's got a couple tattoos on him. You see, and Andor right away kind of apparently like eyes him up, and Skeen's like, "Oh, you know what these tattoos right away symbolize?" He's like, "None of them have any idea." And it turns out that just like Andor, he was kind of basically under imperial imprisonment when he was younger. Yeah, kind of like a barcode on him. Yeah, has a, yeah, yeah, for real. Very fucking um, Holocaust vibe. Yeah. It's a good call. I didn't even think of that. Fucking, that's true. Barcoding. That's very uh, sick and sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense, though, if you had a future, futuristic prison where people have no rights. Go to brand, brand somebody. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, they, they were both prisoners. They both have this, you know, vengeance now for the Empire. And Skeen's going to basically say, hey, now it's our turn. The axe forgets, but the tree remembers. And like I said, we're going to find out where the name of the episode comes from really quick. And there it is right there. Right. The pretty axe deep, pretty forgets, deep. but the tree remembers. It's a good yeah. quote. Right. Like, if you don't really think about anybody that, like, Cassian has killed so far or anything, you know. Right. So he, he's the axe in that case. Whereas all these, you know, all these natives of this planet are, you know, are the trees. Yeah, and that's why they they feel that hate so much. They remember remember the axe that cut them down, and brought that's them right. where they were. That's right. That's right. But as viewers, we're on the we're on the side of, uh, of Cassian. You know, of course. don't remember the stuff he does. No, of course not. Hey, everyone, like I said, those first two guys, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. They were being assholes. They kind of caught it coming. Yeah. And then the next guy, he's going to catch it coming too. Yeah, and Ramsey. You know what I mean? Get, get, had it coming. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Skeen's going to give uh, Andor a little bit more information on all the team members. Andor's going to question Lieutenant Gorn right away. Kind of like, yo, what's his deal? Like, how do we know we can really trust him? He's Empire kind of thing. And Skeen is right away going to be like, you know, maybe you're the threat. And then Andor's going to say, I'm here to win and go home. And Skeen's going to be like, if only it was that easy. But hmm. right away, I thought that was another quote that I liked. I, I, I was very cocky kind of just like, I'm here to turn the tides in this motherfucker. I'm here to make my money. I'm here to do this job. And I'm here to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I like Han Solo. Yeah, initially, big vibes. Yeah, I was here to just get paid, and that's it. That's right. right. It's all about the money, money, <laughs> money, money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd prefer to be doing this righteous stuff, but there's a price to do nasty shit too. You yeah, know? doesn't have the full moral code. There has definitely been, without a doubt, more references to the WWF Attitude Era on this podcast than anything else so far. <laughs> I don't know. I swear it's all just natural, too, but it just keeps coming up naturally. I don't know why. It surrounds, oh, it's like man. the force. It just surrounds us. It is. It, does. it shows that we were molded as children. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but we're going to go to the Aldani camp. And this is a good scene. I like this scene. They're going to be really getting into the planning of the heist. And Vel and Taramarin are going to ask Andor how to get this ship basically into the air. They're saying, yeah, we know it can fly, but physically, how do we get in, into the air with all of the weight that's on it? And Andor is just kind of like looking at them like, is was this in all that information that you gave me last night to memorize? Like, is this some kind of a test? Or are you guys like fucking serious right now? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, like we're serious. And he's just like... What were you going to do before I got here? Like, I just showed up here. None of you wanted me here. You guys didn't even know how the fuck you were going to escape. Yeah. You don't even know how to get this thing off the ground that we're going to fly away in. Like, you got to be joking. Just so, Were they missing somebody that was supposed to show up, too, maybe? They, they kind of so, uh, seemed like they right. might Seems be. like... But, but that was weird because that's what they said about Andor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the, like that's what Luthen says. Oh, just say that it was, he was planning on coming the whole time, yada, yada. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. 
Because, yeah, they, they would have been lost. He's the utility guy who can do everything, but they also needed someone specifically to fly, so... They would have literally been strange. playing that by the seats of their ass otherwise. They would have just been like down there like in the vault room with the ship hopefully loaded and just been like, okay, yeah. uh, what make, do we do now? Yeah, make the in-house pilot fly it for you or something. Right. Yeah. Just start hitting buttons. Yeah. yeah good luck. <laughs> we have to fly it so it's going to work. Yeah. Um, but then Andor is going to put his foot down right away. He's going to be like, all right, if you guys have no idea what the fuck's going on here, like I'm piloting this thing out of here. Like I know what's going on. I know how to operate this thing. Like. We can say it's your plan. You guys can take the credit and all that good stuff. I don't care, but I want to live. I'm going to get us out of there. Yeah, I'm clearly the most qualified. Right. I'm doing it. And they're like, all right, cool. No problem. We're good. That's that's fine. We're all set with that. And then we're going to see that they're going to go and basically set up like a little um, like a little model, like, like a real-life model. No, not like a little one, a big model, basically yeah. outside. Kind of the like the plan and practice on. Yeah. Plan out the steps. They're going to start working on... Um, their impersonation of imper- uh, imperial guards, oh, yeah. their their walk, their march, how they carry themselves, their their body language, all of that stuff. Yeah. Practicing the language also. Yeah, yeah, th- th- this was all very cool. And then we're going to see the scene that you actually kind of mentioned earlier, which was which was just, I loved. I thought it was very cool. I didn't love this episode. I thought this part was very cool. It's Andor. It's Skeen. It's um, James, whose name is, uh, what is it there? Nemric. Venic. Nemic. Nemic. There yeah. you go. And then Taramin. And they're basically impersonating a four-person troop of Imperial Guards doing their side-by-side marching. And when they get to the end of it, Andor is going to suggest that Taramarin and Skeen switch spots because Skeen is left-handed. Taramarin kind of shuts him down right away, like you said, kind of just like, yeah, you, know, you know, you just got here the other day kind of thing. Why don't you just shut up and let us do our thing? Just worry yeah. about yourself. Yeah, you're behind on everything else. Figure that out first. Then right. Then tell me what I'm doing. But then Vel is going to be the one who kind of stands up and says, all right, hang on, why? And he's like, well, if you're left-handed, your weapon should always be in your dominant hand, so we should put him on the left side, Tarabarin's right hand, which put him on the right side. Right, pointing outwards, yeah. And then Vel is going to be like, hmm, okay, well, what hand am I? Buries it. What hand is Citra? Buries it. What hand is uh, Nemec? Buries it. So it seems like Andal, while he's only been here for, you know, like a half a day, basically, he's been paying attention, man. He's been taking notes. He's very observant, this guy. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good mood to pull him I love, in. I love the uh, attention to detail, too. That, Like I said, it's another example of, it's not how, you know, like a new hope when, the, you know, they're all like Luke, Han, they're all dressed up as stormtroopers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like goofy. Right, I love that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing to worry about here. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've come a long way from how that. How are you? you know I mean, now it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's, I love the attention to detail of just like how they walk and like having the weapon in your right hand. Like, I said, we've come a long way from just the characters dressing up as goofy stormtroopers and that that's it, you know? For real. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's spot on. It's just a lot more, um, like we've kind of been saying a lot, almost more just adult, for lack of a better word, yeah. really. Just Dark, a little bit. Maybe, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Grounded, yeah. I think, is a word that a lot of people have been using, but realistic even even though we're talking about star wars yeah just a much more realistic grounded vibe which is i love it like i said i love rogue one it's legitimately probably my favorite star wars movie i think it's fucking awesome I, i've seen it like three or four times now and i i love it i like i said i can't wait to watch it again when this whole thing comes to a conclusion yeah. i feel like it's going to be so much heavier definitely yeah it took me a little bit catching up to all, all those new characters when i watched it but obviously i'll i'll have a head start with all this background now. Yeah. Um, 
But like I said, they doing that that scene very very cool. And then before it wraps up, kind of something that we also um, alluded to earlier, they are while they're doing this, their their walk, they're practicing, they're they're getting ready. All of a sudden, they hear that screech, that tie fighter, yeah. And they're like, oh shit, like fucking go cover up the guns. You know what I mean? They go cover up their weapons. They're just trying to act like they're, you know, freaking mountaineers just filming, you know, filming, farming, fucking looking for goats or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then this is kind of what I was saying. It, just one TIE fighter. But like, it built up this tension. Like I was nervous. I was like, oh fuck. Like this, even though it's get one out, TIE fighter. Out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt like watching it. I was like, oh man, like you gotta, we're just hiding the guns. Like, what about you guys? Like, do the hot foot thing. Dive into a bush or a fucking river. Or Whatever something. you got to do. Yeah. 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 But for the uh, rebellion, just, just, just like dive into the lake. Yeah. Oh man! But uh, it was it was a cool scene, and then the tie fighter man, he's gonna like come right around and literally almost like a like a cocky asshole, like one of those guys that likes to drive that car wicked fast, even though it's a piece of shit '99 Honda with a stupid muffler. Just like drives yeah, like right them. over them, buzzes right over them, wicked loud, wicked heavy. Yeah. But looked cool, sounded awesome. Just like I was like, oh wow, that was that was it was cool. It was intense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, very uh got my nerves going. I was like, oh shit. I was nervous. Yeah. Some of that sound effect is powerful. It is, yeah. Like uh, it's like almost like yeah, like a screech. It's almost like a scream. Like, yeah. It's awesome. But I love that whole scene I thought was very cool. You know, while I, while I did not love this episode, that was definitely my, my favorite scene. I loved that little tidbit from Andor, too. Just so observant. Yeah. Uh, we see Lieutenant Gorn and a soldier. They're going to have a little conversation. And they're going to be basically telling us that the planet here is going to be getting used to build a new base for the Empire. We're going to build a big-ass base right here in Aldani. And... The soldier that he's talking to is going to do a little shit talking about the Aldani people. You know, like, hey, there's only a few of them left, not thousands, but they smell like thousands. Kind of talking shit about how they smell. Mm-hmm. And Lieutenant Gorn, you can tell, just like, he has to like, bite his tongue a little bit. Kind of like gives a little side look like, fuck you, man. But he's able to even able to swallow it down. Yeah, he knows better. He's keep keep the cover. Yeah. But, but yeah, we later find out why, he's, why he takes it so personally, too. Yep, yep. We go uh, back to the Aldani camp. Actually, before I go there, but right away I was just thinking, as soon as I heard this, I was like, is there something that I'm missing here? Like, Aldani's a new planet, so it can't be anything, like, too big. But I was like, what are they, they looking at? Like a space station? There's no way that they're going to do something crazy, like, right? Like, they're not going to, like, the, like, Death Star's built in space, right? Yeah. Not like, yeah, right. They don't launch the Death Star. They have, like, bases, you know, like, Yavin 4 was a base. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a command center. Yeah, just, all right, yeah. I have a bad feeling about this Aldani planet. I think something very bad is going to happen to this place as a whole. Sounds a little, a little bit like Alderaan. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. That's a good call, sir. That is a good call. <laughs> that is a good call. Um, we go back to the Aldani camp. We see Ando. He's practicing this new language. He's getting pretty better. He's getting better at it. His wound's also getting better. And then he's going to uh, snap its scheme, basically, for moving some of his possessions. And you can tell that he's worried about the uh, the Kyber Crystal. He's worried about scheme coming up, finding that. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he, he's on a heist job, but he's got a pretty valuable piece of treasure right in there. Right. And they're already on the on edge about him. Right. So it seems like, it's, a, that, it's like 50K is, 
50,000 credits sounds like it's enough to, like, retire to your own private island kind of thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, for real. Like that's, that's not something you need to go do another suicide mission for. For real, you know? yeah. Like, it just kind of throws off the whole vibe. Yeah, that's so, a good call. Sketchy. I like that. Um, but then we're going to see he's going to take it out of hiding. He's going to pop that thing back around his neck. Go back to safekeeping, like, uh, like his frontal baggins. Right. Precious. <laughs> My precious guy, but crystal. Um... We see Deidre and her assistant. They are still hot at work. And she is second-guessing herself a little bit, though. She's like, you know, maybe Kyburn's right. Maybe these things are just, like, too spread out. And then the assistant says a cool line that I, I, I liked. He said, it's too random to be random. Right. I liked that. And then she, in retaliation, delivers a line that I also liked. She goes, that's how I'd do it. I'd spread it out, too. It's kind of like... Her own, if she was starting her own rebellion, how'd she do it? I like that though. Yeah. Kind of putting your detective mindset, you know, yeah, getting the, get the mind of your subject. You know, I, yeah, who you're trying to find. And I also liked seeing that there were, even if it was only a couple people, even if their voices weren't heard, there were a couple of people there in the Empire that weren't so noses up. You know what I mean? They they saw what might have been coming and they would just ignore it, right? But yeah. in- interesting, yeah, very cool. They, yeah, they don't have the pride over. What was the word I used before? Uh, hubris. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yep, yep. Yeah, just like, I can't be touched. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Let me know when it's a real problem, not when it's, you know, the people thinking that they can hurt me, you know? Yep. Because they can't. And then um, I made sure to, to star this note because I, I found this kind of funny. Um, they go back to work. Like, all right, let's dive into a couple more files before we call it a night. And then we see Deidre pop a couple pills, which I found funny because I was just like, well... We've been covering House of the Dragon, and God, I did not know that they had birth control, basically, Plan B in House of the Dragon. It seems like we have Adderall in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Some sort of regular, everyday narcotic thing. Yeah. Like, oh, i got going to study a little bit longer for this night, you know what I mean? Got to pop an Addy real quick. She just shoves a couple in her mouth, yeah. pounds them down real quick. And I was just like, okay, Star Wars, we got, we got Adderall in Star Wars. I like that. Yeah. Well, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. I'm not going to lie. Right away. Like, what else could that be? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Never seen all, anything else like that. Breaking all kinds of barriers in the show. Like, For maybe. real. And uh, Bix having a late night session, you know? Yep. Bubba Bix. Bubba Bix. Bubba Bix. Yeah. It, that's, if you introduced B2 Emo to me and gave me that just to take him away from me forever, that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> Can't, right? Yeah. Give, him, give me back B2. <laughs> well, he was in the like, you know, first few episodes. He was in that intro sequence where they show like Vader's mask and the Mandalorian mask. And yeah. Stuff. They, sh- they showed B2 Emo. I'm hoping that they come back together. Bix and B2 Emo. Like, yeah. On a ship, something they come to save someday. You know what I mean? The two of them. He's like riding in the back like R2-D2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to need to call in some someone new for his next crew or something. And he's going to call her up. I like that. There you go. There you go. I know somebody. Uh, we're going to go to our heist team on Aldani, and they are kind of uh, they're getting ready to head on out. But they have a little uh, little fire gathering at night. They're going to head out in the morning, but just kind of that last that last hurrah, the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Nice little nice little quiet moment. We're going to go back to Ramsey. He's at home with his mom. We're going to find out that Uncle Hollow thinks that policing was never for Ramsey. Never 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 thought it was his bag. Never believed in him. Ramsey was like, "All right, so what is?" Guy, mom just goes, he said he was going to think on it. And he'll get back to us. It's like, Jesus, all right. What the hell? Like, again, what the hell? Like, they're, they're showing all of this for a reason. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what the hell is this payoff? I'm hoping, hoping he turns. 
Maybe maybe his uncle is on the good side. I think so. I do but, think he's going to turn good side. But he also seems like he has it in him to be a company man. And he, he might. I don't know if he'll ever truly buy into a rebellion. True. Too. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope he, hope he turns darker. You know, he, I think yeah. he hopefully... Grandma's talking style. Yeah, he needs to kick it up a notch. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they did just kind of boot him, though. They gave up on him. They're like, you, 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 you can't it. do this job. Yeah. yeah. We, the, we don't want you. The Uncle Harlow didn't think policing was for you thing kind of caught my attention too sort of like maybe like there's gonna be like right become a pilot maybe or something like that sort yeah, of i don't know to be. yeah but i i don't know but just got my brain going a little bit just kind of i feel like there's a lot of um a lot of questions that letting the audience play with there yeah between right. ramsey harlow all of them what do you, do you any thoughts on uncle harlow no no chance he's somebody we already know right he's not i can't imagine he's not saw whatever see i think there's a chance he is yeah only because the way they're playing it up. If it's someone that we don't know, that's weird to me, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All of this, like, oh, Uncle Harlow, this, Uncle Harlow, that, and there's just like, a new character, right? Yeah, either that or he has a direct connection to an existing character, at least. But what if it's like Luthen? Yeah, that'd be cool. That yeah. would be cool. Good one. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I would that'd like that. Be cool. Hmm. A lot one. of questions there. I know. You think? I don't know. Luthen was literally like he could have shot. Brandon. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He was literally ready to shoot him. He <laughs> yeah. was like, "If you don't want to shoot him, I'll shoot him." Yeah, yeah that's all right. Good call. <laughs> you're right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But maybe he's a good actor. You know. <laughs> oh shit! Good, good call. Bluff. Good bluff. Good call. Um, we see that the heist team they have set off now. They're hiking back through these mountains. Um, Vel still helping Andor practice his, you know, his mission details, his language, and all that stuff. He's going to start asking some more questions about Lieutenant Gowen and his involvement. And we're going to find out why Lieutenant Gowen was basically involved. And Vel was going to tell him that he fell in love with a woman. And he was also up for a promotion. And it turns out he ended up losing both. Lost the promotion. Lost the woman. Tough. And lost his love for the Empire, she says. Yeah. Tough. And wasn't she one of the local people also? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was an one Aldani. of the uh, local the Aldanis, yeah. yeah. So, which is why he knows their language and stuff. And yep. Why he was gritting his teeth while that guy was talking shit about yeah, the, the way they the smell. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like they mentioned, there's only uh, I think a few hundred left. I think they said like a small amount, finite compared to the thousands that used to be. So you right. imagine like probably her, her whole family probably just wow, fucked up. Yeah. Must have been some genocide stuff, right? Like they just they just all die. Yeah, I mean the only thing I can think of too is they kind of mentioned that they were putting them to work basically. So I don't know if maybe they say like there was that um, in the flashbacks they showed that there was basically like a mining accident on Andor's planet. Maybe there was something like that. There was like they put mm-hmm. them to work in something and there was an explosion, some kind of something yeah, like some that. Highly dangerous work. Yeah, yeah. maybe something or I, they could have literally just worked them to the bone to death. You know what I mean? Fucked up. Who knows? You literally brought up the friggin' the barcode thing. They fucking a lot of ties. You know what I mean? Right. Very a lot of a lot of ties. Empire to friggin' Hitler. Right, because that's what that's why uh, Cassian knew what the barcode was. He must have a barcode too from when he was a. Uh, oh, you think so? Like, maybe maybe we'll see that. Yeah, you could be right. I don't know the the guy he says it to. Uh, uh, scheme. Scheme. He's like you're like me. Yep. So like you you don't understand. You came from the same place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. L- later he says like, you and I we both we were born in the hole. All we know is climbing over someone else to get out of it. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe. Yeah. He, he might have a barcode too. Yeah, I would like to see that. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Like the fucking Mandalorian is going to pop the top off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and or show us that chest, baby. He looks like Pedro Pascal too. <laughs> he does have a little resemblance yeah. to Pedro. They look very similar. They got a similar vibe. They do. They do. They absolutely do. Um, this is actually going to be, we're going to go to the next, the next scene is, I think, one that you actually touched upon. Uh, Lieutenant Gorn, he's going to be giving some orders to the Imperial Guards. He's going to be acting like a real hard ass. Going to get on him for, like, not painting, like, a ship or some shit like that. And he's like, I want this thing, you know, painted tomorrow. Gods are like, dude, being on Aldani <laughs> sucks. Nobody wants yeah, this gig. One of the only things that's good is we might get a chance to watch the meteor shower that's tomorrow, like. We all want to go watch it. And he, like you said, plays him like right into the hand, almost like he knew exactly how they were going to react. And he was just like, all right, fine. You can go watch it, but I want it painted the day after. Right. But you know, it's exactly what he wanted. Right. Played him like a fiddle. Right. It's too easy. Sure was. Like those guys, yeah, those guys don't really have a real job. Like there's no threats there. So they're all nonchalant anyway. It's like the cushiest job ever. And yeah, they just want to go enjoy the the fireworks. Yeah, you know, Fourth of July. Let's go. Kind of like what Seth mentioned too—the attention to detail. He knows exactly what his guys are basically gonna, almost like how they're gonna react, how, what they're gonna say. He mm-hmm. attention to detail, the schedule. Yeah, yeah. He knows exactly what's up. He's a smart man. He knows what's going on. We go to a good little scene real quick. We go to the heist team. They're taking a little break, and Skeen is gonna come right up behind Andor. I'm not sure how. We don't know exactly how he saw it, but comes up right behind Andor, puts a knife right to his throat. Pulls out the Kaiba crystal, and he's like, look, everybody, this guy's a fucking fraud. I knew it the whole time. And we get a little standoff. A little standoff kind of takes place. Mm-hmm. Taramarin pulls a gun on Andor. Andor pulls a gun on Skeen. Andor just wants his gem back. He, he's still, his, his crystal back. He's still ready to chill, you know what I mean? He just wants his shit back. And Vel's going to be the one that kind of settles it all down. But kind of like what I've been saying, Skeen's like, yo, like this guy brought a fucking treasure to a to a treasure hunt, basically. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's right. sketchy as fuck. Why is he here? Right. And is going to tell the team straight up. He's going to tell them the truth. He's like, I'm being paid to fucking be here, man. Like, I ain't like the rest of you. I'm not just here for the rebellion. Like, I'm, I'm being paid to be here. <laughs> and he actually says what I liked. He, he says... Um, so they kind of like are toying with like, all right, like, you know, what do we do kind of thing? And he's just like, don't blame, like, don't use me as like an excuse. He's just like, I can tell you guys are like scared and shit. We're like, get, we're approaching our target with it's the day before the heist. Your nerves are getting the best of you. You guys are just looking for something to like kind of tuck tail and duck out of this. Right. I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm with you guys. I'm getting paid to be here. Who gives a shit? I'm still ready to go. Right. I thought it was awesome. No, it was great. Yeah, it, it was a gangster. strong point. Like, yeah, you guys are down to me. Like, what the hell are you guys? You're just trying to look for a distraction right now, like a reason not to do this. I'm all in. You need me. I thought it was gangster. Let's go. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Fucking grit. You know what I mean? Fucking grabbed his balls. Like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, he got cornered, and he's like, he just didn't didn't try pulling it off anything other way. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a merc. Right. Good, good little. I liked it. I thought it worked yeah. perfectly. Yep. I like the part. Like I said, too, I like the most part. of them bought in right away too. Yeah, he, like I said, like uh, I could, it's 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 the day before. Like it's it's normal. Like it's it's just it's just nerves. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. you guys. I get it. Like I get it. I understand why you guys are even doing this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Yep. I thought it was pretty badass. I, I like it. Like I said, Andor. They're just building him up basically from the character that we're going to see in Rogue One. 
Um, but then we're going to kind of just dance around real quick here from a couple of different things to close out. We see the senator and the husband, they're headed home. They're very at odds still, you can tell. They're, they're headed home from dinner, like yeah. we mentioned earlier. And tension is just palpable. Very, very palpable. Yeah, not on the same page. No. We see that the heist team arrives at the outpost, basically, right where they're uh, they're going to basically arrive right outside of the garrison that they're going to be robbing. They get to their, where they're going to be, so they're in place. We're getting into that that sixth episode. They like said a nice little three episode arc here, but they have arrived where they need to be. We see that uh, Ramsey is at home and he's still obsessing over Cassie, and he's literally like a thirteen year old guy who's been dumped for the first time by his girlfriend, just looking at his like looking at her picture on his phone, just like dreaming of her. Right. He's just sitting there with his little holocron, just Cassie, and he's just spinning around. He's just looking. He's like crying almost, like all sad. Just like, yeah. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Come on, Rams. Yeah. Fuck up, bud. Singing love ballads in his head. It's like, <laughs> baby, come back. Baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. Um, we go to the heist team again. We see that they are going to basically signal to Lieutenant Gorm that they have made it to, into position. Um, and Skeen is going to go over to Andor. It seems like on Vel's orders, basically. And he's going to tell him a little story about how his brother died at the hands of the Empire. So we find out why Skeen is here, and he's a part of the team as well. He's always hated the Empire. Um, and he basically says that this is as close to an apology as you're going to get. And Andor, he's like, all right, I feel you, bro. Like, I get it. I, everyone's lost something. I'm here for a reason. You're here for a reason. I get it. No hard feelings. Let's keep it going. Let's still do this thing. Yeah. Again, Andor just showing that he's the absolute man. Uh, and then I found uh, a little bit strange that Vel was going to bounce with, uh, was it Cinta? Vel and Cinta, they're going to bounce out. Which we did only see the four guys practicing the Imperial March and stuff. So, like, right, right. I did, I was like, all right, I guess, like, they have their own little thing. But we yes. haven't mentioned it at it all. It wasn't clear what, what their do. role was. Right. So I was like, what, where, 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 where the hell are they going? But right. we're going to do a little, uh, little split up. But in my head, right away, I was like, aren't we, like, we're launching... We're stealing some kind of like a cargo ship like we were talking about. And we know like it's in the vault. I was like, so how are we going to like, you know, rendezvous kind of? Yeah, because we've been talking about the plans on the show, but they haven't mentioned that before. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't all add up really to kind of, they're clearly all very tuned into what's going to happen, but they don't share it all with the audience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of mystery still. Yeah. Um, as Vel leaves, she's gonna tell Andor that Tarabarin's in charge now. She kind of gives him like almost the uh, like the child, the child, the child treatment. Like, no, I need to hear you say it. Tarabarin's in charge, and you're gonna listen. Yeah. He's just like, I won't be a problem. I won't be a problem, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> promise. Uh, and then Vel's gonna bounce. You know, I'll meet up with you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Is what she says. As long as everything goes right. And then we're going to go to our closing scene, and we see that Luthen is. Um, Picking up some broadcasts. He's trying to pick up some messages about the heists, trying to see if everything's going okay, trying to see if anything's gone down yet. And um, he's worried, kind of. His girl. I think it seems like his girl, right? Is yeah. it his assistant, his wife? I can't. I don't know. Seems like his girl. Seems like his girl, right? Yeah. Seems like she was pretty close to him. Yeah. But she was kind of like she could tell she like he was worried. She was like, you know, when you're coming to bed, you said you're going to be in bed a while ago. You're still just sitting here listening to the radio, trying to pick up transmissions, kind of thing. And he uh, he admits that he's a little worried. He's like, you know, with Andor, I, I didn't cover my tracks as good as I could have. Like, if they hypothetically captured him, we could be in trouble. <laughs> mm -hmm. If he talks, I'm fucked. Right. 
Um, but then the uh, whatever, whether it's his girl or his assistant, whatever it is, she goes, um, it'll all be over tomorrow. And then we get the good line, the closing line. He goes, or it'll just be beginning. Hmm. Right. Good close out. Right, because this is supposedly the nest egg that they need to kick off the rebellion. Yeah, kick yeah. it off. If this works, then, yeah, we're in for a lot more crazy shit. Right. I like that, though. It's like, you know, she's thinking of, like, all of this all of this tension, all of this panning is building up to this moment. Like, we're finally here. This is the end. But, like, in reality, it's like... Yeah. No, now we're in five times as deep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really on now. No, step one of step 50. Yep. But... Uh, some good moments, I guess, but overall, like I said, it was an episode to me that could have just been kind of skipped over. Like I, like I said, if you had taken 10 minutes of it and put it into episode four, and then take another 10, episode, uh, 10 minutes and put it into episode six, and then just cut out the other 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, well, I think it was worth worth having. You don't need, I don't know, it makes this number six really powerful, too, when you have have it stand out as much as it does. Yeah, yeah. But I also haven't been watching it week to week. I've been watching them in chunks, kind of like how we're, we're reviewing them. I have too. So, it's been weird that it's worked out so good. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be watching more now because I'm I'm hooked after six. Yeah. So like, I, I held off a couple of days. Seven's been out for a few days, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Well, actually, no, only what's today? Thursday? Only yesterday. Okay. It's only one day. So that's when I was I was watching the other one yesterday. yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was already out. I'm like, I really want to see that. Really dive next. But, yeah. But I held off so I could have the proper uh, point of view here. Yeah. But I'll, right. I'll probably be watching it tonight or tomorrow for sure. Well, actually, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be with us on Tuesday, right? I'm I'm down, yeah. To finish Perfect. off House of the Dragon. Finish House of the Dragon, and then we'll uh, we'll be doing episode seven of Andor. Nice, doing one one at a time now. Since yeah, we got, we got a little yeah, more yeah. time. We're cool. gonna slide it right on in now, so that we can just do it weekly. We only have nice. uh, and House of the Dragon is the finale now, so this will be the only show we're covering for the next six weeks. Yeah, and Rings is done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Damn. So we'll have a lot a lot more freedom to do whatever the hell we want to do here. Yeah. And then we got two. We got uh, like I said. Tuesday, we're going to be doing House of the Dragon and Andor. And then Thursday, me, Seth, and Los will be back here for Halloween, baby. Nice. Oh, we're going to have a blast the YouTube, on Thursday. YouTube views up for that one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Thursday doing the original movie. Halloween movie? No, we're going to be doing our uh, Halloween show. Okay. We're going to be doing a Halloween, a Halloween pod, which is going to be hey. a, fun, a fun time. Mysterious. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued. Time. I'm intrigued. We're trying to keep it, most of it on the wraps. I want yeah. it to be pretty fresh, but I think, cool. people, I think people are going to like it. Cool. I can't wait. Uh, but let's dive into episode six. Let's All get right. into the last episode here. Uno mas. Uh, the Eye, episode six, The Eye. And this was this was a crazy episode. Very cool. I'm going to do my personal best to try and go through it, but this episode was wildly fast-paced, like rapid jumps Yeah. here, there, everywhere. It's, like I said, going to do my best to go through it, but it's going to be tricky. Yeah, hitting three of the, like, the three main storylines in the same minute, you know, like, yeah. hopping around. Yeah. It's tough. A lot, a lot of hopping around. Just a lot of things happening at one time. And, like, deep, powerful quotes and, like, yep. it's, like, more more than you can have time to think about. So. Yeah, for real. But this was definitely a banger of an episode. Just like episode three, this one's going to wrap up this episode, uh, this three-episode arc. Um, we're going to open up. It's the heist team. We're in the morning of, and we see that my buddy James, aka ne- uh, was it Nemec? Nemec can't sleep, He's feeling pretty nervous. Andor is nice, cool, and collected. He's trying to, you know, hey, everything's gonna be all right. Once you get into the, once we get in there and things stop popping off, you're not even gonna think of being tired or any of that. Everything's just gonna feel natural. Mm-hmm. And um, he's gonna start. Nemec's gonna start kind of rambling on a little bit, 
about the Empire, basically, and how he feels about them. And Endo's going to deliver a pretty good line, like you said. He's going to say, well, you're half right. He goes, they don't play by the rules, but they're also you're also half wrong. And he said, how so? He goes, they don't learn. Again, pointing to like the arrogance of the Empire, kind of like yeah. they just they don't think that they can ever do any wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're cocky. But it's something that he keeps driving home. He's been driving it home a lot, and I think it's important. I think that they're doing that for a reason. I think that's really going to show like that was the downfall of the Empire was this arrogance that they just even with the Death Star just leaving like a little fucking hole like to just blow up your whole thing. It's just like. I don't know. Yeah, ah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, that was his point when he he said how he stole the uh, the Star Path unit. It was like they just they didn't think it was possible anybody to just stroll right in. Yeah, I just act like just I, spit in their like, like I belong, and yeah, they didn't think it was possible. It's crazy. Uh, another kind of interesting line to catch. Uh, you mentioned they were talking about how Nemec couldn't sleep. Yep. Uh, Cassian tells him that you'll sleep when it's done. Like that. Which is also heavy foreshadowing Foreshadow her, her dying. Yep, yep that's it's true. Like you'll finally be relieved when this is all over, but also, yep, yeah, sleep. I also, uh, Nevik also said that I liked. He said maybe they'll, maybe they'll think differently of us tomorrow too. After Endo mm-hmm. kind of said that they don't learn, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like maybe a maybe they're arrogant today, but after a little fucking punch to the gut and a little uppercut, maybe they'll start fucking treating us with a little respect. Maybe they'll yeah. start thinking of us legitimately. You know what I mean? Right. Hopefully not for the. Rebellion's sake, yeah, keep them yeah. as stupid and cocky as possible. True, but, but yeah, they should they should realize they have a real threat at some point. Yeah, uh, and then I also I also noted that uh, that Nemec said, uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. At least one person is not double trusting, not like you know, a little a little on guard with Andor. There's one person here that's fully on his side, yeah, through and through with my guy James. Yeah, yeah, they get each other. Yeah. I love, love to see it. Yeah. Um, we are going to go to a new new empire, uh, pretty much like a captain guy. It seems like he's giving orders, but he's going to be basically giving a little speech, and he's just going to be talking shit about the Aldani, basically, saying that they're a prideful, dumb people, that they smell, and they're going to basically explain that they're hosting like an imperial event for the meteor shower. They're going to kind of like lure them right on in, and then once they kind of lure them on in, I think the plan is to basically keep them there so that they can use the valley to build the base. Mm-hmm. Um, he's explaining all of this to a new colonel from the Empire that just arrived. The colonel's like, yo, you think we're going to be able to do this peacefully kind of thing? Lieutenant Gorn's also there. He's like, I don't think they're going to have much of a choice. Like, there's only a few hundred of them left with a fucking Empire. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? <laughs> you know what they're I mean? They're our slaves now. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they don't no choice. Yeah. So... They have, it seems like the Empire, while we're doing our own heist plan on this place, it seems like the Empire's got a little plan of their own going right now over here on Aldani. Um, the Colonel's going to leave, and then we're going to see that the Captain and Lieutenant Gorn, they're going to have a little conversation, just the two of them for a second. And Lieutenant Gorn, I'm oh, sorry, not Lieutenant Gorn, the Captain clearly doesn't trust the Colonel too much, because he even asked Lieutenant Gorn, like, what do you think of that guy, kind of thing. Yeah. But that clearly shows that. While Lieutenant Gorn's on our team, he clearly trusts him through and through. Like we don't have anything to worry about here. No one's in, no one's thinking of him as a two stick. You know, as a, a right. double a turncoat, right. playing the role perfectly. He's, yeah, he knows how to play it. Yeah, so that, that's a good sign for us. Good sign for the heist team. You know what I mean? It seems like we don't have to worry about this guy being being watched by his own people, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go to the heist team. They're going to be setting up their communications with Vel. Team's moving in. They're going to be uh, heading on into position. We see that, actually, not we see. We learned that uh, Tamarin was a stormtrooper. Right. 
We find out all these people are in this little team here, even though they're short-lived characters. We end up. I thought this was cool. Even though we're only with them all for a little bit of time, we learn why each and every single one of them was like here and what their cause was and why they have a problem with the Empire, basically. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Slow, slow reveal, but. Yeah. One by one, little so by little. care about each guy and, yeah, know where they came from. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, though. And then we also find out that by Synthes here, Stormtroopers, uh, Skeen said, because Skeen is the one that's telling Andor this. He says, hey, Tamarin was once a Stormtrooper. And Andor's a little shocked. He goes, oh, you know, like, you think you're shocked. You should have seen Cinta when we told her because her whole family was killed by stormtroopers. So, obviously, she was pretty upset, too. Yeah, it's a little much. But, yeah, no shit. Like I said, I mean, we find out literally why this whole entire team, why all of them had their motives for being here, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. As, as interesting as Cassian's backstory is, they all kind of have something similar. Yeah. Everybody that's in the Rebellion has got a reason for being here. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's Loved ones lost and, yeah. Slave, Fucked like literally shit. planet and slavery, friggin' lost loved ones, so much, so much shit. So much bad shit. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was cool. Like I said, even, though, even if they're short-lived characters, they are helping us develop feelings for them a little bit by, you know, telling why they're here kind of thing. Um, we see that the people of Aldani are arriving at this empire hosting, basically, for the meteor shower. They're all, they're kind of strolling on in. And the uh, heist team, the four men, are going to be marching, like, right in behind them perfectly. Just almost, like, swoop right in behind. They won't even know that we're here. Stroll right in. They're being called in by Gorn for, like, extra reinforcements kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. They and pass right through him. They almost kind of give each other the eye, like, so far, so good. Everything's going pretty good, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just like you said, Lieutenant Gorn kind of gives him the, uh, like, the thumbs up, waves him on through, pushes them forward. Uh, we see that Vel and Cinta are posted up outside, like, right near the water. So they're going to be doing... Something we don't know what again. Still, like we said, we haven't found out what that part of the plan is. But right. looks like they're about to go for a swim. You know what I mean? Um, like they're hiding a little bit, right? They're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like hiding behind like rocks, kind of sort of thing. A cave. Yeah, but they are like right, right on the water. Um, Lieutenant Gorn, like I said, he's gonna leave the leave the Aldani with all of the other Imperial guards, and then he's gonna be like, "All right, Squad Three, like I need you guys with me." Which Squad Three is our heist team. So perfect. Yep. Everything's going perfectly so far. One, two, and four, you stay. Yeah. Three, come with me. Yep. So we're going to march right on up. We're going to see um, the Imperial captain that we have just met. He's going to be with his family and the colonel. They're going to be kind of like getting ready um, to head down to this gathering where the Aldani are also going. But the captain of the Imperial Guard is still, even though his speech is over, he's still just like just talking shit about the Aldani people. Yeah. Again with the again with the smelly thing, which like I don't wanna just point fingers, but if everybody keeps saying that they're smelly people, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that they're probably a smelly people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, while, all while his fat ass can't put the belt on too. <laughs> True. True. Hey dude, you got some fucking nerve saying that you can't even fucking put your belt on, bro. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, I must have gained some weight in between the last time I put this yeah, on. Like, yeah, clearly, you fat bastard. Hey, uh, fucking King Robin, like, go get the breastplate stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Funny 
his, his wife says, like, maybe you've expanded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the nicest way of saying you've gotten fat I've ever heard, I think, of all time. Yeah. Maybe like you're claiming more territory, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like you're claiming dominion over parts of Earth. Yeah. Your borders are spilling into the neighbors. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, Very polite. But they are going to uh, they're going to head on out. Like I said, they're going to be heading towards the, the Aldani Empire event hosting, basically, for this meteor shower. Must be the best viewing location, I guess. Yeah, yeah. something like that. It seems like they're trying to they're trying to play it off like they're being nice, like oh, come and watch over yeah. here. Which must mean that they took their fucking yeah, like, their spot that they always hung out at, right? Right. They the, did say that the they already. They said that they forced them south. That the Empire forced yeah. them like all the way down south. All right, well, this so, is yeah. where we lived forever. You let us come back to our our spot for like four hours a year, every yep. three years. Best viewing point in the house, kind of a thing. Um, Thanks, guys. We see that the heist team has now basically moved right into position. Lieutenant Gorn was able to get them like into the gates. They're all the way through. They're where they need to be to keep you know keep moving forward. But they're waiting on basically like the green light from Vel and Senta, who are kind of lagging behind a little bit. They're taking their time. Apparently, they're struggling. And we quickly see them like literally like scuba diving basically on the water so we're like, we're, I was like where the fuck are these motherfuckers going <laughs> I was very very not intrigued clear, though. Um, we see that the captain like we said they, they were heading out family lieutenant Gorn colonel they arrive they're uh, exchanging some words with the Aldani people the, Ald- the, Ald- the head of the Aldanis is clearly not pleased about really being there either <laughs> he's sassy he's he is very sassy <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's where he says, like, hopefully the hopefully the eye will find some good in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lieutenant Gorn just completely changes, um, completely changes the uh, the tran- uh, the like the right Jesus the translation the translation. Thank you. And and the head of the Aldani people even kind of looks at him like that is that's not what I fucking said. Gives him like a sideways dog head, like tilt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know the language that well, but that's not what I fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> He was still nicer to Gorn, though, than he was to uh, yeah. the other guy. Like, the thing that he translated to the other guy was, was what they actually said to Gorn. Right, 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 right. I forget what he said to the other guy, but, but yeah, it was much, much more personal attacky. Like, a fuck you, rather than hope for the, I find some good in you. Right, right, right. But I, I liked, I liked this, uh, this head of Saldani, this, this Saldani tribe. He, uh, yeah. he cracked me up a little bit. I liked yeah. him. Even if he's a little stinky. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little <laughs> stinky. Who knows? Maybe he knows Lieutenant Gorn from, like, maybe he knows his, his girl from back in the day or something like that. You think? Maybe yeah. there's some, some. Yeah, it's only been seven years. That guy's old. Yeah. He, he oh, knows, definitely. He knows about him. Definitely. Maybe. Maybe things weren't so hostile seven years ago, too, when they first got that. Maybe it was more of a peaceful kind of thing, you know what I mean? When someone comes to a new planet for the first time before they started getting all fucking right. territorial. Yeah, holocaustal. Yeah, for real. Um, we see that Vel and Cynthia are finally going to get into position. Vel is going to set. We don't know exactly what it is. She sets a kind of electronic device, sets it in place. I thought it was like a like an explosive. Right. We're gonna find out it's not, but that was my thought right away. You yeah, got the same thought, that, or no? yeah? That's the only charges we've seen planted. Like usually, right? Yeah. What else could it be? Yeah. Maybe from Luthen too. Remember the end of the third episode? 
Right, and he has oh, all the explosives. Oh, right, yeah, he he routed all kinds of things. He even said like, always yeah. make sure you have your uh, your escape like planned out, kind of a thing yeah, and stuff like it that. Might have been something from Luthen. Yeah, I definitely uh, like I said, we're gonna find out it's not. But right away, I thought, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna blow something up. Right, this is our escape route or something. Yeah, um, but after she sets the charges, she's gonna go back over to Cinta, and we're getting the communications from the heist group. Uh, Tamarin and stuff and he's kind of like yo like you guys in place kind of a thing and Vel's gonna have her first and only moment really of any hesitation like she's like sweating kind of fucking like I don't know you right. can tell she's just like at the moment out. to like activate plan A yeah you can tell she's really bugging yep. Cynthia kind of pushes her through it though Cynthia's just like yo like everything's good to go man like let's fucking do it on you here yeah for real <laughs> Which, um, I think Skeen was the one. He mentioned it to Andor earlier. He said that she's, that Cynthia's the tough, like, she's probably the toughest one amongst all of us. And I think she kind of showed it here in this moment. I was just like, oh, yeah, she was ready to go. Like, there was no hesitation at all. Yeah, badass. Yeah. But then uh, Vel's going to give the green light. Like, yep, all right, let's rock and roll. And then they're going to have their very, very cool, like, Mission Impossible moment. They're going to fucking do, like, the, the zip line, like, run down the fucking, into the valley. It was cool. Yeah. Like, repelling. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yep, some uh, Tenet. Fucking, yeah, Tenet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right away, I, th- I first thought it was fucking, um, I think it's Mission Impossible 2 or 3, but yeah. fucking Tom Cruise fucking does that. Sure. Famously, in one of the original ones. It was like 1998. Yeah. Uh, but cool scene. Um, we see Lieutenant going. He's going to like leave with the heist team, basically. He's going to lead the captain and his family up to the base. He's going to bring them inside. The colonel, too. But then, right as they're about to like kind of enter this, basically enter this base through these big, through like huge double doors, he's gonna kind of double back, stay outside. Lieutenant Gorn is, while the rest of the the captain, his family, the colonel are all gonna go in with the heist team. As soon as the doors close, heist team, bang! There's a couple of gods in there. Drop your guns. Yeah. They get the gods. They get the gods down. They get the gods. They get the guns. They get the family down. Bang, bang, bang. Everything's looking good. Yeah, perfectly executed. Yeah, so. perfectly. But gets a little sketchy for a minute there, right? For a second. For a second. Yeah, because uh, someone pulls a gun on Nemec. Yep, yep. Yeah. A quick little uh, quick little standoff. Um, yeah, Nemec's a little too slow. Gets gets the gun pulled on him. Yep, and then... That's where you get Skeen, like, putting the gun, like, jamming into the back of the kid's head and stuff. Yep. Like, getting, like, real violent, crossing some, some borders that we don't see yeah. in Star Wars. Very Definitely. Intense. Yeah, yeah, very intense. Yeah. Especially with children yeah. involved. And you start to see Skeen's bad side, too. True. Like, where he's a little bit more into it than everybody else. Yep. A little more willing to do whatever. And then, um, actually, kind of mentioned earlier, we didn't know how we were going to come together. Out of all the people, like you said, he's at gunpoint. Who's going to save him? Cynthia. She's going to be the one that fucking blasts this guy. Bang. Dead. Yeah. And the whole team, we're all we're all through. We're all here together. So yeah. we were saying, we just we knew it was a matter of time until they met up, but here we go. We're all, all here now. in the boat. It's on. <laughs> um, Lieutenant Gorn, outside, like you said, he, he stayed outside the doors. And kind of like what Seth's been hinting at, very, very planned and organized and very focused on the details. He's going to wait outside, and what he's going to do is very casually do what he's been doing, which is send off soldiers. He's going to be like, hey, quiet night. The eye is going on. Why don't you go check out the meteor shower kind of thing? And guys are like, oh, wow. Thank you so much, Governor. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, boss. So they're heading on out. They're all pleased. So he's doing his job. 
And then we're going to see inside that the captain, who has been taken hostage and his family's been taken hostage, he's going to try to do the typical lie thing. Like, I have no idea how to access the vault. And this is kind of what we were saying earlier, where Bell is like, no fucking playing around. She's just like, bro, we know how the vault works. We know you know how to get inside it. She goes, there's one plan. There's one choice. We win or everyone dies. And I was just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, for real. Right. Oh, like, oh, fuck. She's all in. It's so, yeah. What stakes are there. Stakes for are real. Yeah, like, you know, obviously we always think of the Empire as being like the super aggressive ones. But this was just like, shit. Yep. I liked it. I liked it a Gauntlet lot. Gauntlet thrown down. Yeah, for real. I liked it a lot, though. I, I, I like the more intensity. I like seeing it from the Rebellion, too. And like I said, this Vel girl, she's a gangster. She is. She's a gangster. I like this girl a lot. She's a faceless man, also. You know. Yeah, she must have learned it somewhere. <laughs> well, I thought that. I thought that was uh, a very, very cool line, especially like for Star Wars. You know what I mean? Oh, did I camera do that thing? It was uh, cool to see some of that darkness and that edge and grit. Yeah, like I said, it's flipped. From the, yeah, exactly. From the rebellion side. We always see the Empire kind of being the ones, you know, force choke this guy, force choke that guy. This time it's, uh, it's the good old rebellion. You're either getting paid or I'm fucking blowing everybody's head off. Yeah. <laughs> this base is like, oh, damn. I just, uh, I liked it. Especially when you consider the fact that they literally had his wife and his kid there, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was no no fucks given. Very, uh, it was intense. I liked it. Gives you the question of, like, the, um, the axe forgets but the tree remembers, you know? Like, they're, what are they willing to do to go through with this rebellion? You know? yeah. Are they willing to kill a kid? True. To yep. get to their quarterly payroll? Like, yep. what's the, what's the limit here? Yeah, no, what, absolutely. At what point are we more ruthless on the other side, you know? Like, yeah. Some moral questions there. Yeah, it's like, um, are we bec- like becoming the thing that you're trying to, of, like, you're trying to stop, basically. Right. Yeah. Good good call. Um, Like I said, this is a fucking fast-paced episode, so like, I'm trying to do my best. But ta- uh, Tamarin and Cassian, they're going to advance forward. They're going to take the captain. They're going to leave Vel, Nemec, Sista... The wife, the son, the colonel, they're all up top still. Tamarin, Cassian, they're going to advance forward a little bit, kind of secure their position. They come across a couple more gods. Same thing. Take them down. Take their guns. Bing, bang, boom. Meanwhile, while all of this stuff is happening, while Lieutenant Gorn's sending troops away, while we're, you know, threatening families and lives and taking down gods and guns, we, we keep seeing the Aldani people. Just having a ball. <laughs> just having a great time. They're singing, they're chanting, they're just like enjoying their festival. 
they're setting off like uh, kind of like little firework shit. They, they have fires going. They keep kind of just like throwing things in them that kind of like little fireworks sort of. You know what I mean? Like almost yeah. firecrackers. Pyrotechnics. Yeah. But I just thought that was very funny that like this is this is all this crazy shit going on. Heist. You know what I mean? And these people were just like. Doing their regular, like it's a, you know, regular holiday. Just like, woo Meteor shower is coming, baby. Let's get ready. When it's really like their independence being one for them. Like, True. Like yeah. That revolution that they don't even have to be involved in, you know? Yeah, for real. Um, Vel, Cinta, the captain, uh, the captain's family, they're all going to come down now. That's Tamarin and Cassian have kind of set the, set the stage for them to come through safely. Um, and... Vel, again, is going to deliver a pretty awesome line. She goes basically like, all right, we're going to go forward. Me, Cassian, Tamarin, the captain. We're going to move forward into the vault. Sis is going to stay here with your family. And as long as everything goes good, everyone's going to live. If anything goes bad, your family dies. And I was just like, wow, we're like really driving this point home. You already mentioned it a second ago that everyone dies, but like you're really like driving the point home. Like your family dies. Like I was like, word. Again, same thing. Stakes are high. They're, For real. Enough damage has been done where they do not give a shit about what damage they need to cause to fight back from it, you know? Yeah. When Cynthia stays behind here with the family, uh, her and Vel have like a little quick conversation, like something kind of like, you'll promise me you'll like join up with us. And. They, I got real nervous for Cynthia here. I was like, oh boy, like I've seen this in Star Wars before. Like this is it. She's she's wrapped. You know what I mean? If she's right. staying behind, bad. Yeah. Maybe not though. Right. Seems Maybe promising by the end, but yeah. Everybody else that feels like they're gonna die has died. <laughs> right. So far, so she's she's one survivor. Yeah, I was I was definitely a little worried about her, especially because she she just seems like a badass. I don't know. I like her. Yeah. Um. So the heist team, they're going to keep advancing towards the vault now. So we, now we have Andor, Tamarin, Vel, and the captain, all and Skeen. We're going to advance right on in. We see that the guards that are in the vault, they're just having a nice little poker game, having, having a chill time, just trying to play some cards. They yeah, don't get to see the, see the video show. Poker. Yeah. Some, some weird game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their own version. Yeah, some six-sided cards. Um. But they're going to, you know, basically same thing that they've been doing. Like, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're here for a special mission. Get up. Uh, just kidding here. Give me your guns. Everything's moving so, like, just so smoothly, though. Just so friggin' smoothly. The the captain even friggin' urges, like, all the like all the troops. He's just like, guys, this is a robbery. Just, like, don't do anything and nobody dies. Just, like, do what they say. And they <laughs> the heist team gets like annoyed with him, like shut up kind of a thing like don't tell him that you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah. we're supposed to be scared yeah exactly yeah. we're supposed to be intimidating like don't tell him that man shut up right. get over there <laughs> this isn't routine this isn't just protocols yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they what is it shaking your boots right now <laughs> y'all better be scared of us or else yeah uh, and then they're going to announce basically like, hey guys, uh, all you guards here that we just took all your guns now that you are unarmed, we're actually going to use you guys because this is a robbery. You're going to load our ship for us with all of those nice credits. Sound good? Like if anybody doesn't want to work, speak so now and we'll just shoot you in the face. <laughs> How do you like slavery now? Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. How do you like it? For real. How do you like it? Um, we see that the there's an Imperial Guard. Um, Back out kind of on the outskirts where they came in through the water. Where Vel and Cinta came in through the water where they planted their charge. He's been realizing that the um, the, co the communications for all of the Empire has been taken out. 
But he starts catching on that there's one channel that's still active. Figures out that it's their channel. Yep, right. Picks up their transmission, figures out what's going on. Basically radios it in like, hey, we're being fucking robbed. Like, we got to send guys into the vault. You know what I mean? We also see that Cynthia, she is, uh, she's put on some empire, some empire clothing, like a, like a whole uniform. So I was like, all right. I was worried about you, but I like that. Good, good sound thinking. Good move. I like that. Uh, we see the guards. They're just chucking credits on into the ship. The meteor shower is starting to, like, just pop off right now. There was a couple of stragglers earlier in the episode, but now it's starting to really fucking start coming. The Aldani people, they're going crazy. It's all a good time over there. Uh, Lieutenant Gorn has made his way into the vault room now at this point because he sent away all of the other guards. But, unfortunately, the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, no. Lieutenant Gorn shows up, and that's actually when the captain... The captain is, like, shocked. Right. He kind of... We actually mentioned earlier... You. Yeah, 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 yeah. He questioned the colonel to Lieutenant Gorn, you know what I mean? So, clearly, he trusted him. And then Lieutenant Gorn comes just, like, strolling on in. He's like, load faster kind of thing. Like, get this shit in the ship. And he's just, like, stunned by it, like you said. Like, couldn't believe it. Yeah. He goes, uh... Good line. He goes, you'll hang for this. And then he goes, I served you for seven years. That's less than I deserve. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's fucking gangster. Cold blood yeah. in. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That was good. That was really good, yeah. This show, man. Let me tell you. While Obi-Wan and Boba Fett had moments of, like, true blue, over-the-top corniness, this show was anything but corny. Yeah, no corniness. Anything but corny. Yeah. No stormtroopers helps. Stormtroopers are the kings of the corn. Yeah, that's true. They were an Obi-Wan, that's for yeah. sure. You can't get by the fire! <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. Oh, it was awful. Um, <laughs> we see TIE fighters being loaded up. We got like three TIE, uh, like three TIE fighters, three pilots like climbing into their cockpits. It was cool like actually showing the pilots too. Like, yes. You, sometimes you see like 50, you know, TIE fighters and they're all just yep. kind of like not that effective, like getting blown up left right. and right. You see this, the actual people behind it. That's how it starts off, and we've been building to how deadly these TIE Fighters are, especially to this mission. Definitely. So it, it adds some stakes, for sure. They looked like we... There's a couple of shots in the original trilogy of the Stormtrooper TIE Fighter guys. Yeah. But they don't... Just technology, cameras, colors, whatever it is, they didn't pop quite like these did, I feel like. Yeah, these guys the looked a little bit more intimidating to me. Yeah. And they literally showed them climbing into the ships, too. Yeah, no, it looked very cool. It was like a full humanization of these TIE Fighters yeah. you don't have ever. Yep. No, for real. I, fucking, I, Darth Vader and the TIE Fighter and fucking A New Hope is still awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that can't be beat. Just so gangster. Him just like, yep, I'm a Jedi and I'll fucking kill all of you, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I can drive this thing like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, pod racing for years, too. Like He's, he's the best driver it's of all so time, gangster. right? Yeah, it's so gangster. It's every Polly time, Walker. Every time, man. <laughs> That's why I, I will argue that A New Hope is the best uh, of the original trilogy to the day I die, without a, without a question in my mind. I think The New Hope is unbelievable. It's my second favorite Star Wars movie behind a Rogue One. Uh, Doesn't um, Gus Fring, his character, has a pretty cool TIE fighter, too, in, uh, in Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name in Mando, but... Uh, shit, neither can I. No, neither can I. Yeah, it's another cool one. Moff Gideon? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, Yep. He has that cool, like modified Tie Fighter too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Gangsta. Yeah. He's a that guy. He's just carries that Breaking Bad 
persona to him everywhere he goes now. It's just so funny. He's just yeah. the bad guy everywhere. He's the bad, bad guy in even a video game now. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Far, Cry. Far Cry. Yeah, so, so crazy. Pulls it off. Uh, the Empire, now that they have been told that there's a robbery going on, that communications are down, they're going to basically show up at the vault. Lieutenant Gorn's going to try to play it off like, you guys aren't supposed to be here. This is, like, you know, a, a secret fucking mission. Like, this is top fucking secret. Like, get out of here. Right. And they're, like, a little on guard, like, uh, almost It almost work. did. You're right. It almost did work until the fucking captain just straight passes out. He's, like, standing there. They're like, oh, Cap, what's going on? He just straight fucking faints and goes to sleep. And they're like, oh, bad. And then, dang, fight's on. You know what I mean? We get a little uh, little, little siege. But it was pretty cool. I, I like fucking, I like the fight scenes. They've all been very, uh, very intense. But we see Andor, he's going to sprint right into the cockpit of this, this ship that they're going to try to take off of. But he's been followed by a guard himself. So they get into a little bit of a tussle. He's basically choking out Andor. That's been a little bit of a headlock. Right. They kind of start like rolling around on the ground. Um, Vel is being pinned down by some, some gunfire. So Tamarin and Skeen are going to try to you lay down, lay down some cup of fire for her and try to get her out of there. Tamarin tries to do a nice gesture, ballsy move, tries to run in, draw the fire, catches a blast, catches the bullet, bang, down, dead. First one of our team gone. Sad. Stormtrooper. Very sad. Tried to go rushing on in. Seemed like a ballsy guy the whole time. Very forceful and stuff, but wasn't tough enough to handle that. Yeah, he, you knew some people were going down here. He was the first first to fall. Yeah, you could you got the vibe very quickly. Yeah. I was just hoping that Nemec wasn't going to be one of them. Right. Um, uh, we also see one point here where uh, Gorn asks Skeen to like cover for him when, when they're shooting. He's like, he throws him like a better gun. He's like, cover for oh, me. Yeah. He Skeen literally shoots one time when he's covering. That's for him. it. Yeah. He, he like comes around the corner like bastard, and then just kind of like. Just kind of like hangs out. He didn't really, he didn't really care about everybody else surviving. He, it was better for him if more people didn't make it. Yeah, because that's the guy. That's right. We're gonna find out his whole plan was to try to right. escape. Maybe so. only feel there's only three people or something. It, or I guess every person he loses is ups his odds of either killing the rest of them or convincing them to split it with him. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? No, I think you're. I think that's a good call. So he he kind of he shows his colors a lot throughout this whole. This. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like even when they first start uh, emptying the vault, he just goes like full villain mode. He's like. Get moving! Like it felt, it felt like a real bank heist villain. Right, right, right. You know, like right. not a not a bank heist for like the good guys. Right. It's like a the guy yelling with the bank tell. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, he, that's how I was him. He's like fucking go. Yeah, yeah. You get some bad vibes from him. He's he's intense. Yeah, no, but for I, sure. I didn't think of him betraying until it happened, so I didn't pick up on it. But I didn't either. No, all these. I mean, the rebellion. You feel like it's all like they're there for the cause. I never even thought of. A traitor on this side of the thing, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but we're gonna see, like I said, uh, Andor is being choked out. He's a little bit of a, a little bit of a stranglehold, so he's in a bad predicament. And who's gonna come to his aid? But James, Nemec's gonna be the one. He friggin' hits him with a little bang bang, shoots him. So love that. I was like, hell yeah, James, let's go, baby, get that kill. You get that kill. That's your kill. Fucking jawhead. That is your kill. <laughs> Um, and as soon as Andor was able to kind of get up and get into the cockpit, everybody else uh, was able to kind of jump on board too. Uh, James hops in, Val hops in, and we're going to fucking, Skeen's going to drop in too. Andor is going to flip the switch. We're going to fucking blast off the takeoff. And as we take off, there's a couple of containers of cargo. 
and the containers of cargo, basically from the acceleration and the speed of the ship taking off, are going to fly backwards because they're not secured or locked in or anything. And they're going to go literally flying right into Nemec and basically, like, pin him and kind of, like, crush his sternum, basically, a bit. Spine injury, for sure. Yeah. Not not good. Not good. Yeah. Um, they, like, pull him out. They, they're able to, like, kind of get the cargo piece off. They pull him out right away. He says, like, can't feel my legs, can't feel my legs. Uh, they pull out, like, a fucking medical needle and, like, inject him with that. And I was just like, all right, word, we're going to be fine. I read it, thought it was the fucking the magic spray from FIFA. <laughs> get the magic spray. Get it out here. We need it now. Yeah. <laughs> that is fucking weird. And I was thinking for a second that we were going to be okay. I was I was hopeful for a minute, but. Unfortunately, uh, it's not going to turn out so good. Um, Makes but, it a few more hours. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. He does last for a little bit longer. He does. He does help too. He he's going to help big time right yeah, now. And his and his technology helps too. Yeah. Yep. The tech he's been he's been fucking talking about. Uh, as Cassian's basically like flying off, he's like, all right. So we're, like we said, the plan is to fly off into this meteor shower. Now we plan this whole thing out. Cass is like, all right, I got to have some kind of like a flight plan, right? We got to have some kind of planning for me to, a course for me to take. Yeah. There's none. Right. Everything gets wiped. All the typical GPS shit gets wiped out by the meteor shower. There's nothing to, nothing to refer to at all. Yeah. Flying blind. And we got three, I think three TIE fighters on our ass. Who are also flying blind. They they try to target him. They like have him locked in and they can't quite shoot it at him because yep. the, the, the meteor shower is fucking them all up. And this is when things started to look really cool. Like when we were, this is when we were really starting to see the meteor shower happen, the eye, whatever you want to call it. Right. But the colors it looked like, um, like the Northern Lights. Yeah. Kind of like times, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Times a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. All streaking towards one spot. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Looked awesome. Looked wicked, wicked cool. This is this this whole closing scene was really, really, really awesome. I thought it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like when the Tie Fighter guys are getting into their ships, yeah. you, you can see the eye forming in the background too like just I don't know it, it just like positions everybody where they are and like the chase is on they just like yeah uh, it's a very cool very, very cool very very creation of the scene and I couldn't stop thinking that while all this is still ongoing you just in somewhere the Aldani people are just sitting there just like hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rain dancing there's a dance circle going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Stinking up the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is when um, Nemec is going to kind of have his little his little last stand here. This 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 needle shot that they gave him, basically a shot of adrenaline. He's going to pop on over into the cockpit, and he's going to tell Andor first. He's going to say, "All right, climb." He's like, "Climb this ship up." And Andor's like, "Dude, we're going in like into a meteor shower. What do you mean climb?" He's like, "Dude, fucking just listen to me and climb." Mm-hmm. Andor's like, "All right, fine." So we go up. Boom, we take out one of the TIE fighters. All right, sick. Then what does he say? Dive. Dive right on into the fucking meteor shower. Take out another one. Then what does he do? Climb again. Climbs a third time. Bang, bang, boom. Takes out all three TIE fighters. Yeah, it was cool. Beast. Pretty beast. Yeah, it was very, very fucking cool. I thought it was sick. Yeah, and he's, he's like reading all his calculations on his little like manual GPS yep. thing he has there. And uh Another really cool thing, his last words there were, were climb. And that's the same last words as uh, K2SO in Rogue One, where he, he gets like shot. Ooh, he's, very he's, yelling, nice. he's yelling, climb. Very, very nice. Yep. So, and a poor, poor Casa. Two of my favorites. Right. And that, 
You can't write these things. You really can't write these things. Twist, it's like they know. Fate. Yeah. They're all, you know what I mean? It's all like a fucking algorithm, and they're like, I'm, we know what people are going to like, what characters, and they fucking just... Mm. just <laughs> play with your intestines. Your heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking sitting there, your writers just trying to kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's an awesome call. That's a great, great fucking call, man. I, I love K2SO. I cannot wait to get yeah, him into season two. He's yeah. in a, he's the he is the best droid. All right, I'm C3, R2, you're great. I love you. You're not K2. Yeah. You're not K2. Yeah. Um, like I just mentioned, we see the Empire, all the Empire soldiers basically had uh, Lieutenant Gorn sent away <laughs> and the Aldani. They're just having a grand old time. They're just fucking watching this meteor shower hand in hand. They're having a great time. And then uh, we go to the ship. We see that. All right. We're... Get away from the TIE Fighters. We made it out with all the gold. Nemec's going to die unless we get him to a doctor. So we get him to a doctor who is got four arms, <laughs> yeah. some weird goggles. I was like, where the fuck did we find this guy? He's on the squad, apparently. <laughs> he's, he's on call. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I was just kind of like, what the hell? This is this going this came back to Star Wars real fast. You yeah. know what I mean? Like We were in a, like an HBO spy thriller. But now I see this guy, and all of a sudden I feel like we're back in Star Wars real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this is where we're going to go to the awesome scene where Skeen is outside, outside of the tent while they're working on Nemec. Mm-hmm. Skeen is going to basically say, hey, Andor, like you said earlier that you just wanted to win and get out of here. We just stole $80 million in credits. Me and you, we can get out of here with $40 million apiece. He says, I can't fly that thing out of here. You can, and I know where to hide out, basically. I got a spot that we can hold off at. And Andor is going to basically ask about, like, kind of like, what about the rest of the group sort of a thing? He's going to kind of blow them off. And then he's just going to do the execution style. Just pull out the fucking... Blast him. I know. That surprised me. Blast him cold. Yeah. Cause that, I, I don't know. Maybe he already had bad feeling about him before, or... I don't know. I think but it's possible. It seemed like it was a snap decision to me. A little, a little reckless. Probably the right call, end of the day, but... I think so. Like I said, shoot first, ask questions later. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... This is a fucking... This is a dangerous time. Uh, this is a dangerous, dangerous time. Rebellions, empires, fucking gods that are dirty coming after you, trying to steal your wallet when you leave the bar. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, if if he didn't join him, uh, Skeen was all in. He was, he was unveiling who he really was. Yep. So it would have been... Cassian, who was getting shot, you know? Yeah, so, honestly. So, all right, was, this guy's telling me his, like, life purpose right now. That was a ballsy play by Skeen. Yeah. Like, if that doesn't... If he says no, you're fucked. Like, you're now in a shoot-off, Which, basically. Which I think is what Cassian realizes. Yeah. His next move is killing me. Yeah, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was just, like, one step ahead of the situation. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it seems drastic, but that must be... He just knew what the stakes were. You, yeah, you're, you're playing at your whole hands. Yeah. After that, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Um, but that was wild. I couldn't, you know, like, we haven't seen it. Beside the first episode, he's fucking just... Especially knowing he needs to then explain it to Vel. Like, she she knows Skeen. She believes in Skeen. Yep. I think that, that, I think it just came down to the fact that I don't think he, he knew he hadn't been around long enough. These other people had developed such tight relationships at this point. I don't think there was any way that he was going to be able to go in there and convince Vel and Cynthia that... Skeen was actually out for his own. Right, and if it you. came down to a, a his word versus my word, I just I don't think that they're going to trust Andor. You know what I mean? I think that just happens. That's it's relationships one on one. It's any social game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it worked out. He was able to hold his ground and 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna get to the next couple of scenes here, but yeah, yeah, you know that's right. That's where we're going. So as soon as he kills Skeen, he's gonna enter the tent. Basically, he's gonna fucking <laughs> he he walks in with the gun hot, and the doctor just puts all four hands up. He's like, I did all I could. Yeah. I swear to God, I did everything I could. <laughs> yeah. And then and Vel's like, he's not here for you, kind of thing. Like, don't worry, bro. Like, just put your hands down. Yeah. Uh, that's when Ando is going to basically offer to buy the ship for like double the cost. He just wants to get out of town, basically. Um, Val, you know, Vel asks kind of like what happens. Ando tells him Vel obviously isn't having it though. Like even after the shootout, like kind of like what I was just saying, it's word versus word. She just isn't having it. So Ando basically says he's going to leave with this cut, uh, and then he gives her the Kyber crystal. It says give it, you know, give it back to Luthen for me. Um. And then the very last thing that happens before he leaves is Vel actually says, hey, uh, before Nemec died, he gave me his manifesto and he said to give it to you upon his death and basically said, like, do not take no for an answer, like insisted upon it. Like it was crucial that Andor got whatever details were hidden inside this manifesto, which I'm sure that we're going to probably learn about in maybe episode seven or whatever it is, but probably soon it's probably going to be important. Right. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't able to really follow all of Nemec's political ideals. He, Neither did he, I. He like dove, dove into him a lot. And yeah, yeah it was very tough. deep things to yeah, say. Yeah, I agree. I was with you. Uh, you weren't alone. <laughs> but it seems also like uh, Cassian is like the, his biggest skeptic. So that's why, why he gave it to him. He's like, if I can convince this guy, I like that. He'll maybe become my biggest right. supporter or yep. my, you know my biggest prophet for what I'm trying to teach people. I like that. You know. We'll see. We'll see what's in it. It's definitely going to come up again. He has it now, and he's going to probably be reading it in this next next episode. Yeah, know? probably episode seven, I would imagine. can't yeah. imagine they're going to wait too long. But RIP and peace to James, man. You know, Welcome to the Star Wars universe. I was excited to have you. Unfortunately, it went out quick, but yeah. you had some good moments, man. You know what I mean? I'm glad you were on the rebellion side. That's all I can say. It's good, dude. Yeah. So. Always good to see James. Love you, James. Never forget. Yep, never forget. Um, and then we're going to kind of basically just dance around, hit all of our carriages as we leave. But we're going to see Kyburn. He's basically calling all hands to deck. Just kind of like what they predicted. Yeah. Like, hey, they ignored us before. They're not going to be able to ignore us now. You know what I mean? The rebellion's on. Kyburn's calling all of his imperial gods into the room. He's like, yo, shit's, shit's going down. Let's go. We got to fucking yeah. hands on deck. He still seems composed, but yep. But yeah, he's fire drill. Everybody's activating. Yep. And then we see that word basically is going to spread around about the about the robbery. The uh, the senator is going to be uh, what is her name again? Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. You going to call her mom like Mom Martha? Mom Martha. Yeah. Mon Martha is going to be giving a Senate speech, which is cool because it was the first time that we've seen that room since the uh, the Yoda Palpatine fight, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, that cool ass fucking. Yeah, the- Throwing the fucking yeah, whatever you want to call it things like the, around. Yes, like the seat, like basically the seats virtually. Yeah. They're big seats, but almost like a, like a fucking box at a guarding game. Yep. But no one's there for to listen to. Yeah, it. no, yeah. very empty. I noticed that too. And then, like I said, we, we, the word kind of starts spreading around the place, and the few people that are there all kind of start heading on out for the exits. Mm-hmm. So clearly, she knows something big just happened. And then we see the same thing. We go to. Uh, Luthen, he's at his uh, his antique shop. He's dealing with this one customer. He's trying to help him make a sale. And there's another customer in the store. And he's like, yo, you got anything from Aldani? And Luthen's just like, say what now? What? It's like, yeah, from it's where? In the news. And the guy, <laughs> the, the, the customer's like, yeah, Aldani's in the news. Like, it, it'd probably be a good time to buy an antique from there. And Luthen's like, oh, let me check in the back for you. And the, the guy's just like, I was just kidding, like kind of thing. But 
like Luther knows that if it's in the news, that means we we succeeded in the mission. So he just kind of goes into the back and just has a little victory moment, has a little victory laugh to himself, gives a little victory chuckle, like hell yeah, yeah. we fucking did it. Yeah. His first like break of character, like he did yeah. his fake laugh when he like turned into the the antique dealer, and then but this was like his real laugh, you know, he was actually pleased with himself and with everything. Kind of like people keep saying about how the show feels grounded. I thought this was a great example of that. Like how he found out through just like a customer who was literally... It basically felt like the customer was looking at his smartphone. Like, you know what I mean? He just happened to be scrolling like Twitter. And he was like, oh, look at that. Like robbery on Aldani. Like, right. You know what I mean? That's very yeah. much how it felt. Like, again, it's, it's kind of it's the realistic. Trending. Aldani was trending. Right. That's exactly... <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly how it felt. Yeah. Again, just kind of very grounded. Uh, the show is... It's the Star Wars that I've been asking for for a long, long, long time. It was good. I like it a lot. I love it. I love it. But that wraps up that episode. I thought that one was awesome. I thought four, I and, four and six I thought were really good. I think those are my two favorites so far. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm very tempted to go watch seven when I when I get home. In yeah. Half an hour here. Like, I wouldn't blame you. It's I wouldn't good. blame you. I know. It's, uh... I can't wait to dive into Gangs of London season two. Oh. I haven't seen it. I, oh my I, god! I've seen it's Games of New York, the movie. Have you seen that? Yep, love yeah. it. They're doing a series on that. Cool. Coming out uh, twenty twenty four. I think that movie's wild. I, think I, I didn't even know it like existed. Too, was it? I think Scorsese's involved too. in the series. I think so. Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, <laughs> back on track. Hey, see, this is people are gonna ask like, what are we gonna do on Tuesdays now? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Rabbit holes, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. But like we said, good. I liked how it worked out perfectly for the show. That it was another three-part storyline, almost like it worked perfectly for the way that we're going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. A, a little three-part story, right in itself. I wonder if they're going to keep that forward because we have six through nine and then nine through twelve. Maybe they'll do something similar, keep that going. Just one per week, right? They aren't doubling up or anything. Nope. Yeah. It's just going to be one, one, uh, six more episodes, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have a lot. Only halfway through the season, things are popping off. The rebellions. In swing now. Forming, yeah. Yeah, it's in swing. You can even say it has formed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We got some money in the bank. I know, we got yeah. Some fucking... Got some creds. My girl Cento was able to live, so I was happy to see that. I mean, how many credits do they have? 40 it was, mil? It 80 was, mil? Uh, 80 mil. For, yeah, 80 mil. He said 40 and mil. It, and it's like 10,000 for a ship? Yeah, something like that. 5,000 for yeah, a ship? Yeah, something like that. Like, damn. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help. It's a good start. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to help the fucking cause. Yeah. But uh, episode seven just dropped yesterday, which, like I said, we will be covering on our next podcast on Tuesday. We will be here with that. We'll be here with House of the Dragon. So I look forward to it. Uh, I will be here with Luke again. You guys will definitely be talking to Seth again soon. Uh, But I think that's going to wrap it up for us here today. Yes. We have any other closing thoughts? No? Good for me. No. Loved loved this stuff. Uh, I like this show probably twice as much as I did. After the third episode, like it's it's getting on. It's like you said, it's one of the best Star Wars material shows we've we've seen. It to me, it's way better than both Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Uh, it's not. I liked Obi Wan a lot though, but but yeah, I, I didn't love Obi Wan. I, oh, I, no? I didn't. No, no, very, I did not. Oh, I did really? not love Obi Wan in the middle. I did not love Obi Wan. I mean, it was sort of kitty, like the Leia stuff. Yeah, there was a lot. Like I said, it had nothing to do with Leia the actress. It was the things that the writers had Leia do that made me like enraged multiple right. times. Yeah, her running from those guys in the woods. Was that like, was bad. 
like, uh, her all of a sudden becoming a droid and just like, hey, Leia, go climb into these like tunnels basically and go and fix our entire ship so that we can take off. Yeah, what do you eat? Let's like, go, she, yeah, go fix like, our what ship. the fuck? She's not R2. What the fuck is that? It was like yeah. the writing was lazy. Yeah. Right. It had nothing to do, like I said, I thought the actress herself, I thought she perfectly portrayed that that cockiness, that swagger that Leia yeah. has. You know what I mean? Bastard. I thought she yeah. killed it. Um, but like I said, I thought this is way better than those other two shows. It, it's better made. I think it's like better. The storytelling is better than Mando, but that's because Mando does a lot of like single episode arcs. But I like that shit. I think they're all fun. I like the single the single episode missions that Mandalorian does. Yeah, to me that's very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, of the week kind of thing. Like yeah, whatever you're dealing with. Right. So to me, Mando's still the top of the charts. But I, I, I like the show a lot. I'm looking forward to see what the second half is going to offer. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, but as always, that's going to wrap us up for here today. Uh, I ask that you guys please, 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 por favor, por favor, uh, share this around to your friends and family, any Star Wars fans that you guys might know in your life, point them our way because we cover it all here. We do it all. We cover all the universes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> all across the galaxy. That's right. All across the galaxy. Each and every single one. So point them, you know, our way, share the show, subscribe to the channels. Leave a rating, leave a comment. All that stuff helps. It only is going to make the show bigger and better, and that's all we're trying to do. Um, but we will be talking to you guys soon. Seth, as always, on the ones and twos, Mr. Yeah. Utility Man himself, thank you for coming again. Absolutely. Big week next week, too. I'm looking forward to it. That's right. Yeah. We're gonna have, that's right. We're going to have a fun time next week. And then Mr. Lukey Kleinen, we will see you again here on Tuesday. We'll be wrapping up uh, House of the Dragon. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. I'll be here. But uh, thanks for coming, as always. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys all enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you soon. Happy watching. Peace.